You have now entered the Penny Bloom Podcast. Hosted by none other than Colton Robinson and Tavares Pennington. I hope you are prepared for a show unlike any that you've ever seen before. Or heard, I guess it's a podcast. So you aren't going to see anything. Tis I, Coro Bloom, and tis me, Tavares Pennington. Hello, Tavares Pennington. How are you doing today? Uh, well, good, good, good. Yeah. Today we have uh, had quite the day. We have. We yeah. recorded episode one. Uh huh. So for anybody listening, this is the exact same day as the first the one. Same day, you know. Where we just kept talking about Game of Thrones for an hour and a half on end, and we dove into yeah. endless rabbit holes. Probably could talk this, for an hour more. Oh. Absolutely. We probably will at some point. <laughs> probably will. In this episode, it's a little bit more formatted. You'll appreciate that, I'm sure. And uh, we're going to get started with this year's music scene. Tavares? So, this year, 2019, we've seen a lot of, a lot of, well, I wouldn't even say a lot, a lot of releases from artists who don't often release albums. We've had a Khalid drop, we've had... Um, We've had the Kevin Abstract drop. We've had Schoolboy Q drop. YG, Steve Lacey, Tyler. These are all people who, you know, don't regularly drop albums. Yeah, they're so, a year and a half, mm-hmm. two years apart. Yeah. So these are things that people have been waiting on, um, particularly looking at Steve Lacey, his debut project. Zachariah, he had his debut EP. Or Zakari, if you... Or Zakari. We're still up yeah. in the air. We don't know exactly how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. And Khalid, his huge follow-up album to... Um, American Teen. Yeah, American Teen, which was a, a smash American hit. Teen is that a classic one. for me. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it'll ultimately end up being a classic, too. Yeah, and it, it kind of has to. We were in high school when it came out. Like, yeah. there's no... there's That that, that is a high school kid album. Oh, like, for there's sure. There's no other way for to put sure. it. And I think Free Spirit... Oh, yeah. It's no. a great follow-up. Free Spirit was a good follow-up. But let's start with the, let's start with the biggest one. I guess we can agree on. Igor. 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 Tyler, the creator, mm-hmm. did it again. Again. Yeah. How does he keep doing it? Dude, I, what's astounding to me is that if you go through his discography, no two albums will sound the same no. at all. And this insp- this feels like the peak. Mm-hmm. I hope it isn't. <laughs> yeah. But it feels like it is. You know, like yeah. it feels like his entire career has been working upwards to this point. Exactly. And he dropped Igor, which is just a seamless, just one track to the next, beautiful, cohesive project. Yeah, yeah it really is. And I, I, it feels like he took like the things that influenced him to make uh, Goblin, uh, like Wolf, and make Bastard Flower Boy, and, Bastard, yeah. like all of these different albums it's everything combined just put it together onto this musical palette which really can't even be defined like yeah it's like you listen to it and he even put out a, a, a thing before this on twitter before the album dropped on twitter just basically explaining do not expect this to be anything yes. that i've done before yes don't even and, be expecting rap right like <laughs> and he was literally like don't do anything while listening to this album like don't fucking wash dishes or drive or just lay on the floor and listen and that's really the experience of it and and i know off of my first listen at least i i did take heed of his advice 
my roommate had just moved out the day before, so I, you know, I had the room to myself. Yeah. So I figured, what better to do than to listen to this album? Uh, so I did that, and it really felt like an experience. Like that first yeah. listen, like you can't really ever like remake that that feeling that you get the first time you listen to an album. And I think Tyler did a really good job of creating a, a significant and very special first listen for his listeners. Absolutely. On my first listen, I went for a walk, like really? he suggested. Uh-huh. It was a beautiful day, 78 degrees, sun oh, was shining, yeah. oh, but it yeah. wasn't too hot. Mm-hmm. I just walked around my neighborhood with this blaring in my ears. <laughs> I'm dancing and shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. People looking out the windows like, who's this crackhead? And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going, you know? I'm, just, I'm living. Just doing I'm it. living because Igor told me to. You just know? doing it. <laughs> Igor did tell you to. This shit was beautiful. That's, so what I love about, one of the things I love about this album is the, the, the name... And the characterization of Igor, like the fact that it seems like with each album, Tyler is continually reinventing himself yeah. into these different personas, into these different characters, which each express a different part of Tyler, the creator. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like Flower Boy is not Igor. Igor is not Flower Boy, but Igor is not Wolf and Flower Boy is not Wolf and none of them are Bastard. <laughs> and it's like. I feel like we're getting all these different perceptions of who Tyler is as a person, absolutely, and musically, and it, it it's all beautiful. And I don't know how he does it. Yeah, and what I also love, what I've always loved about Tyler is that no matter what, he does not give a fuck what you think <laughs> no. about his music. He yeah. uses his music as an outlet for him to say what he needs exactly. to. Exactly. And if you like it, good. If you don't, okay. Okay. Fuck you. You know, just <laughs> yeah, like all right, basically. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and like. <laughs> Sorry for the numerous F-bombs I just threw out in a row. But uh, he has always been so good at creating a feeling and an idea. Yes. Just like, and making you think, just based off of everything that he has to say. Mm-hmm. He, he really does a good job of doing that. But uh, looking specifically at the songs, what was your favorite? My favorites are, I mean, the obvious one. That mm-hmm. everyone loves is Earthquake. Earthquake, that Earthquake's is hard. great. I go, uh, I love I Think. Mm-hmm. I love Are We Still Friends? Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. There's a few others that I was really. Uh, Puppet. Puppet. Gone Gone, Thank You. Mm-hmm. I, the, the songs, a Boy is a Gun. A Boy God, is a Gun. They're all so yeah. good. A Boy is a Gun is my personal favorite. And it really amazes me how Tyler manages to sing so well on his albums knowing no. he doesn't have a voice no he, he <laughs> what's perfect about him and it's evident throughout because he he has Lil Uzi singing yeah Lil on the Uzi. first track <laughs> and he knows that he's not a great singer I'm assuming um, yeah that's fair he knows that Lil Uzi is not a great singer I'm assuming <laughs> and like he knows that in his ability he can make them sound good. Oh yeah. With his accompaniment. Exactly. What he he has the one of the best ears for music. Yeah. yeah. In the business. I remember his um following Flower Boy, he was in, in a, some interview I watched with him. He talked about how he wanted he specifically tailored Flower Boy to be kind of this thing where he's just sitting back and letting the music do the work. Exactly. Not really like putting too much of his voice in. I think that's exactly he what he did rapped on like 23% of Flower Boy and probably even lesser close oh, to that way on less on Igor yeah and it's kind of like it's crazy to me that he, like this is the same guy that made Bastard 
Yeah. Like, the same guy. And what's crazy is, like, you also feel that anyway. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he has done a good job in evolving his music mm-hmm. to a point where it still almost feels the same. It obviously yeah. doesn't. Yeah. But you can still find that vibe if exactly. you're looking for it. Yeah. Because I know listening to it off first listen, like, there were moments where I'm just like, this sounds like Flower Boy, or this sounds like... Or this sounds like Cherry Bomb, or this yeah. sounds like like I got a lot of Cherry Bomb. I got a lot of Cherry Bomb too. Yeah, and it, I thought that was really like I didn't have any problem with it because oh I didn't at all. It's like this is this is his his base sounds his base flavor, and he's kind of like building this whole world off of it, and it's it can go so many different ways, and he's just seeing what happens. Brilliant. Yeah, it's crazy. Brilliant. How do we? How do you think Igor stacks up against his other albums? Uh, for me, I think this will get an album of the year nod it has to it has to if, it, if we're going like just looking at the albums that have been released mm-hmm. so far this year i'm not i haven't looked deeply into the other mm-hmm. genres even though this doesn't even really have a genre it's just <laughs> no, kind of it an album it is almost perfect yeah it really is so it would be dumbfounding to me that last year he got his rap album of the year nod that mm-hmm. means the grammy like the their eyes are on him at least oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and he to was, see this release, yeah. I think it's going to be positive. And Flower Boy was such a huge like he he brought in a huge amount of new fans with Flower yeah. Boy. Yeah, like a huge amount. Like honestly, when did Flower Boy come out? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen in July or yeah. June. I can't remember. I, I I'll say like I I had listened to Tyler before that. Like I'd listened to Cherry Bomb and Wolf and all that. But like I didn't really start to stand. Tyler until oh, yeah. Flower Boy came out when I was like, hold the fuck. <laughs> hold the phone. <laughs> like, hold the this phone. This guy just fucking this, did it. <laughs> I was just like, this sounds like you literally, we literally heard him mature like over the years. And it's it's been amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's, it's been a really like cool thing to look at. Uh, looking at another artist who is in a different part of his career trajectory, but still, you know, like Mature, it seems. Yeah, definitely the same vibe. Uh, the Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey. Yep. Holy shit, Steve Lacey. That guy. Yeah. He is my new father. <laughs> <laughs> probably, he's probably not even old. He might be younger than you. He might be. <laughs> Honestly. And like, this dude with Apollo 21, his debut album. Holy fuck. Incredible, incredible. Just fucking we, incredible we are fresh off our first listen we are we just listened to this on a car ride for 40 45 minutes mm-hmm. and it is remarkable J- just amazing and Did, it, yeah go ahead it, it, it's like listening to his his older hits dark red you've got um what a ride you've got like see got, you, uh, yeah, see you girl yeah, that's what you, i was girl. thinking of uh, like all of these different songs have a very specific palette, have a very specific sound, and we could tell from Steve Lacey's work with the internet generally what type of artist he would be. But when it came to his debut album, this dude just fucking like let it explode. He snapped, and he just grabbed it and was like, "Yes, this is what I'm about." The whole vibe, just everything. He had his strings, his voice. Oh. His oh voice? God. Jesus. What's Christ. crazy is like this man for me on several different points, it reminded me if you were to mix Jimi Hendrix and the fucking Steve Miller band. Are you <laughs> kidding me? 
What is that? Yo, what combination even... is that? It, it, it's the seventies. Yeah, it is it the seventies personified. It is really, and like you could even from the album art and just the general aesthetic of the album, like it was very seventies esque, which is an interesting pick for Lacey because we talk about it and he talks about it as if he lived through it. Exactly. Like, we, were, we don't know. Our parents. We weren't there. My mom was born in 77. So like, was my dad. <laughs> yeah, that's like, dope. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like, the, the, this is not an era that we are really familiar this with. This dude is 21. He captures the, the feeling of it so well. So accurately. So accurately, Like, yeah. the music of the 70s anyway that I've heard, mm-hmm. this is it. Oh, yeah. And it's it's a very modern and it's a uh, modern take on yeah. what the '70s would be. Yeah, it w- it it really is, and I think he did a beautiful job of letting the music do its work. And like, he had that one eight minute track that we were like at first we were just like, oh, okay, this is, this is kind of repetitive. Yeah, because fr- it's eight minutes, and the first four uh-huh. are the same song, quote unquote. Yeah, there there's a it's pretty repetitive. Then it switches. And you're like, oh, yeah, I like this. Then it switches, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. And then it switches again, and you're yeah. like, holy you're shit, just like, he did it. Holy he did it. Like, it, it's so good. It's kind of it's kind of remarkable to me how he's, like, able to, to have so many different sounds that he puts in these songs that are just, like, catchy and rhythmic. And it, it, and different. And different, yeah. They're catchy and rhythmic, yeah. but they're unlike most things I've ever heard. They are very unlike most things, and it's, it's kind of crazy, like... Lacey, like, I think we, we should be very excited for the future of Steve Lacey. I agree completely. I could I could see him having a, a huge upwards tra- trajectory if he keeps making music of this quality, of this nature. Because, like, it's it hasn't been done before. Oh, no, it hasn't. Not recently. Yeah. The 70s, yeah. The, the 70s, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I can't think of any artist right now who's, who's doing this, who can sing, who can play the guitar, who can make beats on their iPod that are better than most of these producers' beats. <laughs> like, <laughs> The only person I could think of who we even, like, kind of talked about earlier was Gary Clark Jr. Yeah, yeah. He no. can sing his ass off and he can wail need, on that guitar. I need Gary Clark Jr. to get on a song with Steve Lacey. Oh, we were talking about that Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino. Oh, yes. Awaken My Love, Childish Gambino and Steve Lacey teaming up? Unbelievable. Yo, yeah. I have to think that'd be perfect. It, it would be. It, w- it would have to be. So, favorite song? Favorite song. On, on first listen, what was your mm. favorite? So there was let me let me let me look at the list of songs actually. So hate hate CD was a hate CD was a good one. Um, also uh, a a man a mandalas is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, a mandalas interlude. A mandalas interlude that was good. In lust we trust really like so the back half the back the half back was half. the back half was amazing. Like every song like it would just play and I'd be like. All right, that's it. That's my new favorite. Yeah, that's my new that's favorite. That's my new favorite. And then the next one we'll play, and I'm like, no, 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 this one is. No, 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 this, this one, one is. is. I couldn't decide. It's <laughs> going to take me quite a few listens to really decide, but off top, those three are probably the, yeah. the, the contenders. I have to agree. I think my favorites off first listen were Lay Me Down, Hate CD, and Amanda's Inter- Interlude. Yeah. Which I, I never really like interludes. I, I see interludes and I'm just like, it, oh, it's going to be a boring one-off. Like Amanda's interlude does not have any words. Oh, it is entirely no, production. Yeah, no. There's a violin and a guitar, and that's it. It's and it. Oh, that's what it sounds like. Is mm-hmm. it? I don't know, but yeah, it is beautiful. So good. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that he's able to like 
he's showing a lot of maturity it seems like in his his musical like creation process i agree and like his product it sounds very intentional and mature which is really good for uh the 20 year 21 year old steve lacy absolutely also on this car ride Mm -hmm. we listened to for real for real by yg yeah that this shit might have been the funniest album I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. This, Some been, of the bars are hilarious. <laughs> just so funny, like cheeky and just like, it, it's, it's, what's more funny is the fact that it seems like YG is saying a lot of it unironically. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's, let's, let's look at the real aspects of it first. Uh-huh. It was a tribute to Nipsey Hussle. Yep. Says it on the cover. Yeah. And the songs that he slow he would slow it down. Mm-hmm. And get real deep with it. Those were yeah. good, Those good were songs. Good. Like a hard bottom white socks. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was a, that was a perfect one. That was the intro song. Right? Yeah, hard bottoms and yeah. white socks. That might have been my favorite song on the entire. Oh album. yeah, no, it's definitely up there for me. And when I when I listen to it, when I think of a YG album, at least, I think of his his hits. You know. He has too cocky handgun, like yeah. you know all all those West Side like <laughs> songs that he's on, but they all like are very West Coast and yeah. bouncy and like hard. Yep. And it, it it really reflects kind of like that culture. But when he decided to slow it down, it just and it still had that West Coast YG it still, vibe. It still did, but he did it so well and like it, it felt so pure and like genuine that I, I could not like it. You know what yeah. I mean? It was, kind of, it was kind of remarkable how he did that. Yeah, I liked... Uh, the album was so... Like, I don't want to say up and down, because mm-hmm. it wasn't. It flowed very well, yeah. but there were so many songs that like were completely different oh, yeah. than what he was doing oh, in, different, yeah. in other songs, you know? Yeah. Like, he had uh, Go Loco with Tyga. Go Tyga. Loco, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with Tyga and John Z, which uh-huh. was just a... that That's a, clearly a club hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it feels sure. like that's what's gonna be, <laughs> and then he's got songs like uh, Keisha had a baby. Keisha, had, yep, that was Keisha a had a baby real. was amazing. Yeah, just because it was, it felt like the entire story of this girl mm-hmm. Keisha's life. He was like at the very beginning, he was like, "Yeah, you know, we all know a Keisha. If you don't, <laughs> listen to this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. And then you listen to it, and you're like, "Yeah, we do all know a Keisha. We do. All know <laughs> I definitely know a Keisha. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I do." <laughs> Yeah, but YG really like I, I think he he's continually stepping up with each album that he makes and proving that he can be like, you know, he talks on the on the first track about being the face, face. of the West Coast. He's yeah. the face of it. He repeats it. I'm the face of it. And I, I don't know if I believe all that quite yet. Yeah, but you know Kendrick. He's, Kendrick's the yeah, face. Kendrick, Snoop's still alive. But YG, but like yeah, currently Dre and like in the game currently. Uh-huh. Kendrick's the face. There's still Snoop. There's still Dre. Yeah. There's still Ice Cube. There's still Ice Cube. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. like you could get there. You could get there. And uh, he's he's <laughs> he's on YG his way. super young too. Like he's yeah. he's not. Uh, he's put out what two or three, maybe four albums. Here, I'll check it out real quick. I'll I'll check his discography. Okay. For actual albums he's dropped he's got my crazy life still brazy and stay dangerous yeah and i think each one of those progressively just gets better and yeah, better and he does better. and that's that's really that that says something about where he'll be in the next five ten years i think he's definitely on his path to mm-hmm. becoming the face and uh, uh, that's just kind of the nature of of the west coast i think in general is you, you kind of 
you either got to do some crazy musicals, like crazy numbers or something, mm-hmm. or you have to be a mainstay for a long time to get yep. that sort of credibility where people, like when not Nipsey that people, had. yeah, exactly. Like, Nipsey was long Nipsey, standing. Nipsey was one of those who never really had the crazy numbers, like the album numbers or anything like that. He had like that credibility that. though. But if you knew West Coast rap, you knew, you knew Nipsey. Nipsey. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's kind of a place that I can see YG uh, stepping in sort of. And it, and. I'd argue he's already kind of there. Oh yeah, with yeah. The, with the West Coast credibility. He, oh, does, he yeah, doesn't yeah. have the commercial numbers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Besides, uh, fuck Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a he's, song with Drake. He uh, had a few. Yeah, he has a few commercial songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, My Hitta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just so many great, great songs he's had throughout yeah, the course of his career mm-hmm. that have gone commercial, and I think he's only got upward to go. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like that on his albums. He's not letting that kind of cloud his thinking he's not exactly focused on making these radio hits or trying to get his name out there he's, he's staying making, true to yg yes he's making yg's yes. music because that's what yg does exactly yeah it's, it's, it's amazing sticking with the west coast yeah well cruise yeah. down to crash talk schoolboy <laughs> q crash talk yeah crash talk that's this was a it, it it felt a lot like a redemption album for schoolboy q i don't necessarily feel that way but it seems like Schoolboy Q really took this album in order to <laughs> redeem himself coming off of Blank Face because uh, if you know or if you don't, Blank Face, which came out summer of 2016, 16, yeah. um, I bumped that shit all summer. I don't oh, know. Oh, so did you. I, dude. That was my Blank Face album. was unbelievable. It was so good. And it got the critical reception that it deserved, but it didn't get necessarily the commercial reception that Schoolboy Q would have liked. Yeah. Um, that so, part was good as fuck. Yeah. That got the oh, commercial that success. Part, that part was it did, but that was also because Kanye was on there too. So yeah. I guess they kind of knew that would happen. Yeah. But uh, because it didn't get the commercial success, Schoolboy Q was kind of left wondering, like, well, what the hell? Like, what, yeah, what like, do I what do? Did, what do I need to do? Yeah. And this time, you can tell mm. he was going more for that. Oh yeah. He was going more for a commercial. Oh yeah, for sure. And he got chopsticks. Chopsticks, yeah. I don't particularly love chopsticks. I don't either, but it's definitely yeah. the commercial. It definitely is. He's, he's got the tie dot. He's got the uh, or first the black song, drunk. That's that's actually yes, fire. Yes, yes. And then he has um the the song after that with Ty Dolla and uh, yep. What, what's what's the name of that one? Lies with YG. Yeah, Lies with YG and Ty Dolla. I don't particularly love that song. It's very poppy, but it's a it's a good it's a good poppy song. You know what yeah, I mean? For like for someone sure. like Schoolboy Q to make, like it makes sense. Uh, My favorites were probably uh, Floating and Dangerous. Floating and Dangerous, yes. Dangerous, that was... So dangerous. Cool. Anything with Kid Cudi, man. Kid Cudi. I, as soon as I saw Kid Cudi, I was that like... That was the first song I listened to. Usually I listen to albums in order. Uh-huh. Like, because that's what the artist wants you to do. They yeah. put it there for a reason exactly. like that. But I saw a feature in Kid Cudi, and I'm like, man, all right, I click <laughs> on that first. <laughs> yeah, no, that that thing was definitely uh, an ex- You need to add that to your playlist that you're making right now. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but I actually really loved a lot of them. Like Gang Gang was a good intro. Tails was very like it was one of those like real deep tracks I expect. Num Num Juice, of course, hard as shit. Like if you don't fuck with Num Num Juice, then like I don't really know about you as a person. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Fifty two hundred black float back black folk floating dangerous die die would have not like as much, but Crash was definitely one of my like one of my favorite album. Water baby. Water was hard. Like he had, these features he got in, he yeah. knew he oh, was yeah. going to get that commercial se- success this time. But I think he did a good job of not alienating his core fan. Oh no, he process. didn't at all. 
Yeah, because it, it still felt like a Schoolboy Q album, but it felt like one that you could introduce to your friends who don't know Schoolboy Q. Don't know Schoolboy Q, and they're like going to be like, rap. yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to be like, like, damn, this shit go. Exactly, which... <laughs> There's something to be said about having that sort of uh, accessibility with your yeah. music because it allows you to grow your fan base and yeah. for people to get into something that maybe they wouldn't have gotten into if you were going like hard like you were on Blank Face. But exactly. That, I mean, if you're going to make more Blank Faces, I have no problem with that. Yeah, Schoolboy, <laughs> if you ever listen to this, which I don't think you will, <laughs> please make more Blank Face. <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that album was fire. So... Uh, let's pivot a little, a little bit here. To, Away from the R&B rap scene. Yep. And let's go to the pop scene. Hello, Billie Eilish. Billie fucking Eilish. She proposes a great question. When we fall asleep, where do we go? You know, because we don't know. I would. <laughs> Presumably, we stay in the same spot. I would <laughs> argue. I would argue that this is the realm of the metaphysical. Yeah. When we fall asleep, like, think about it. It, 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 It's still 100% physical, but we are witnessing a reality in the method of dreams. It's it's remarkable. It's a whole different topic. That's a whole different topic. I mainly (laughs) pose that question as a joke, but I'm glad we can dive into it. Okay. But this album. I liked it. It slapped. It it slapped. I mean, I pre-ordered this on vinyl. (laughs) In the, and I was just like, I was taking a risk, too, because I, I fucked with Billie Eilish in the past. Mm-hmm. But she also had gone on record and saying this was going to be different. Yeah. How, how old is Billie Eilish? Seven fucking teen. <laughs> so if someone told me five years ago that I'd be listening to an album from a 17-year-old girl. Girl. That's, bopping that that's shit. Punk, that's like punk, pop, trap. Alternative. Alternative. All of the above. I'd be like, huh. You fucking liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, this doesn't... One, it doesn't sound like something I'm interested in. Two, it doesn't sound like something that's good. Three, it doesn't sound like something that's possible. <laughs> but she did it. And that album, particular when that when it first dropped, I remember hearing the, the drop on the very first song. Um, shoot, what is it? Uh, the, fir- the very first song is just a bunch of uh, exclamation points. Uh, okay. Well, actually, I think I'm talking I'm about bad guy. Bad guy. Because, yeah, guy. Bad guy. <laughs> that one, like, where she does that shit, where she has her voice shaking like yes. that. Yes. And she does it throughout the out. Like, like it's beautiful. The soundscapes that she's using were so deep and dark and just like guttural. It didn't. It. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard anything like that on a, oh, I, on a song. I can say for sure. The what's funny actually, going back to someone we talked about earlier, it reminds me. Of if early Tyler the Creator was an angsty teenage girl. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that really excites me for what Billie Eilish can do in the future. Exactly, because like, and what's awesome is like, her shit sounds like a horror movie. It does, yeah. But like to her, she's always she's gone on record and saying that like, that's not what she's like. Mm-hmm. Not, it's just art. Like, that's just what she feels yeah. she wanted to make, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, like, that's the same as Tyler. He wasn't exactly, yeah. like... He wasn't exactly being, like... He knew what it was. He uh-huh. knew this shit was scary. Oh, yeah. And he knew but was... he was like, this is just what I want to do, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. Fuck what you think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, uh... I would argue that Billy Eilish <laughs> is probably doing it better than Tyler was when he first started. Not that he was doing it bad, but... Oh, no, no, no. She has a... She has a commercial stand following, stand following, stand following. <laughs> yeah, and Tyler's following at the beginning was, was very specific. Underground, 
very, very underground specific LA. Mm-hmm. And then it grew to underground nationwide skater culture. Yeah. And then it blew up. It just, it just blew. Like it just blew. But like Billie Eilish doesn't even have to go through that because because she started but, with yeah. Ocean Eyes, which is so different than this. So album. different. And like she has some songs that are kind of like that, but like and like you can tell that that's a part of just her musical style in general. Yeah. But still, like, I just did not expect her to just have that versatility. Yeah, this exactly. young as an artist to be able to make it's pretty amazing a trap banger. And then be able to make like this like crooning like soft song like that you'd hear from T Swift maybe like yeah it's like what, what can't you do you exactly know? like it's kind of crazy to me right now I don't know if they can hear it because I'm not listening but the uh, the song playing in the background right here is Wish You Were Gay mm. by Billie Eilish and I don't know that I've ever liked a song more <laughs> than I like this song dude oh, this song so fucking good. knocks yeah. it is beautiful <laughs> the Everything, just her voice, perfect. Oh, the yeah. The beat, the production, perfect. No, when you listen to this album, if you listen to it with one headphone in, then you're just doing yourself a disservice. You are doing yourself a like, massive disservice. You need, to, you need to put everything in, block out everything else, you need turn to it all the way up. Listen to this and album. Listen, and, like, I, I feel, like, I literally feel this album, like, like, feel it like when it like vibrates and shit and it just sounds so pleasant perfect I, I don't know how else to explain it it's 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 just good like and this is this is her debut album too like yeah this isn't even like dude the future of music is fucking set yes, exactly steve yeah. lacy on this list we got steve billy eilish on this list we got khalid on khalid, this list yeah all of them are 21 and under uh-huh yep even what kevin abstract Kevin let's, Abstract. Let's talk about Kevin got, Abstract's out. Kevin Abstract. So with Arizona Baby, right? Arizona Baby. Yeah, this was a kind of, uh, I wouldn't say unexpected release, but nobody, nobody coming into 2019, nobody was really waiting on a Kevin Abstract album. Not yeah, that yeah. we wouldn't listen when it did, but he just kind of decided he's going to drop his album. So he dropped, a, I think he dropped two different EPs actually before that he's since removed from streaming services. Yeah. That had songs from Arizona Baby on it, but then he dropped Arizona Baby and. You know, I probably would have missed it if I didn't even if um, Peach had not popped up on my Twitter one day. <sighs> Peach. Peach. <laughs> Let's talk about Peach. Peach. Yes. The song of the fucking year, dude. Yes. No. It 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 is a contender for sure. And if it's not, then somebody made a huge mistake. It is just the vibe and the feeling you get mm-hmm. listening to that. It is. It's just so happy. It's incredible. It's it's free flowing. It yep. is everything you want in life, in a song. Oh yeah, no, it really. It it felt like a a song that like just dug into the depths of my childhood music taste and just like combined it with everything I've learned growing up and it just had it, it happened. Yeah, it happened. Peach. And it, <laughs> it, it felt like it should have happened a decade ago. This it, yeah, exactly. But it like, felt like that. It, it was it was like that type of good to where I listened to it and I'm like this sounds like a classic. And it did. I don't say that often about most music. Most music, I'm like, I, I concede the fact that it, it takes a while before you can determine <laughs> whether or not something is a classic. But this That's, song in particular is a Kevin Abstract classic. Oh, immediately classic. Yeah, and it, he, he did it. I, I don't really even know how he did it, actually. Like, it, so unexpected. Another pretty awesome thing about that song in particular is there is a lot of help from the members of Brockhampton. Mm-hmm. This song 
very easily yeah. could have been a Brockhampton song. Oh, it could have, yeah. And the fact that all those dudes were willing to be like, you know what, this mm-hmm. is your song. Exactly. You did this. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty awesome. Do, do, do you see any differences in the, the music that he was making on his first album? Um, what, what was it? Suburban... Uh, uh, American Boyfriend. Oh, American Boyfriend. Uh, like, difference between American Boyfriend music and... Oh, um, yeah. This I do. I think they're uh, they're very different albums. I do, too. I think American Boyfriend is much more ingrated in this... Uh, in the pop genre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, for Arizona Baby, he did not do anything to limit himself mm-hmm. to the pop genre. He yeah. did hip-hop, alternative... And pop. It, it seems that's that's a growing trend in music. The, the it's this just to branch genre out. binding, blending yeah. sort of thing that people are doing. It's something we've talked about already a couple times. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I I am excited to see how what this turns into because I, I'm like, I'm very tired of people like categorizing songs religiously and music and artists in general and being like, no, this is your box. This is the box that you work within. Yeah. When fundamentally music is like supposed to transcend these boxes oh absolutely you can't create music without blending genres and when people recognize that then like that's that's just like when i think people will start to really learn about what music should be yeah which is you open you open new new doors in your mind oh yeah when you listen to this music and it's all just it's something greater Mm -hmm. than yourself than any one thing you know yeah like it's just this grand idea Mm -hmm. and i think that's something beautiful about the music that we've been getting a lot lately oh yeah yeah for sure so even on um khalid's album free spirit that dropped this year free spirit was definitely pop pop r&b yeah and but that that's khalid's lane like that's what that's what he does and he does it well yeah he does he is the face of a generation, arguably. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's, that's when, when that's he fair. when he dropped American Teen. Mm-hmm. There's not a high school student alive who <laughs> no. couldn't go. Yep, yeah. I know what that is. I know what this is. I know yep. what this is. Yeah, because he made that the most relatable. Location was a location hit. Baby. Holy, that wasn't even my favorite song from that album though. Like, oh no, location was just the most popular one. But like, my favorite had to probably be. Um, Young, Dumb, and Broke. Young, Dumb, and Broke was great. Young, Dumb, and Broke was If so I'm going to pick a favorite, I think uh, I'm going to go with one of the lesser known ones. Mm. I'm going to go with uh, Keep Me, mm. which was a very, very... It, it felt different than the rest of the rest of the uh, album, American Teen. Mm-hmm. But this isn't about American Teen. Let's, let's go into <laughs> <Yeah>. Free Spirit. <laughs> Free Spirit, he continues what he did. Oh, with yeah. American Teen and did it even better oh, I think yeah. I, I think, think this so will too. end up I think American Teen will be a classic for it's nostalgic nostalgic value mm-hmm. I think if you want to go from a pure talent and ability perspective Free Spirit's a better album oh yeah and you even gotta think about it like he was making a lot of these songs from uh, on American Teen like, when he was 17 of, yeah he was 17 in high school like he wasn't really doing a, a ton of extravagant shit but then he dropped that album blew up and was given just I, i'm sure plenty of resources to make free spirit and i think he did a good job of being of doing what artists should do best which is creating a feeling a holistic feeling yeah 
with this album, with this project, from everything from the cover art to the last song. Yeah. Like, it, it's really, like, a journey and experience that you feel like you go on where you're, like, listening to these songs, and it's just, like, every one, you're, like... Everything is, just feels feeling. like... This feels like summer break yeah. movie montage. Yeah, exactly. That's what everything he does feels that, that's like. That's what makes you want to go back to it, because you listen to, like, uh, you listen to... Uh, better or bad luck or talk and these songs on um, they transport you to a different place yeah they really do they're they're so they're like they're so good and I I wasn't even into like I am almost religiously against pop music really and just like this main (laughs) like this mainstream shit but like I'm against the idea of feeding into pop music because you know that's what will give you success. If yeah. that's what you're making, yeah. and you're making pop, and that's what you love doing, and mm-hmm. you're good at it, fucking do it, you know? Yeah. Keep doing that shit. And it's like, Khalid does it, but he doesn't stay stagnant with what he does. Like, he, no. he continues, like, evolving, uh, making uh, better versions of this, of this like, pop style, of this pop exactly. genre. Because I don't feel like pop has really seen any, like, massive change. Not as lately. of this decade. Oh, yeah, I mean, and, yeah. yeah. 2010, 2010 to 2019, I'd argue that we have not changed a lot. Yeah. It has definitely been focused and rooted in this, uh, like, an undertone of hip-hop culture, mm-hmm. but it's pop, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. that's what that's what it is. Like, mm-hmm. you can see it when it's, I wouldn't say this, like, started anything, <laughs> but... What first comes to mind for me is early as Dynamite by Tayo Cruz. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, that 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 was that, that that's, time. That's though. what pop. That's what pop is like. It, yeah, now that was in 2010, I think, uh, when that yeah. when that came out, and it's like the like I li- I go back and listen to those songs, and like they have that nostalgic value because that's what I was listening to as a kid because yeah. I was listening to radio. Like shit. 2009. 2009? fucking 10 years ago! Oh, man. What the hell? We're getting old. Fuck that. <laughs> What's Tyler Cruz doing now? Uh, nothing. <laughs> he's a, he's Tyler a, Cruz, you're okay, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's okay. You're doing fine. Dynamite You, you might be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but, seriously, that is what pop music has... Yeah. It's It seems like it stayed in that place yeah. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Khalid... Artists like Khalid and Ariana Grande mm-hmm. and Billie Eilish, yeah. they do this thing where they take the roots of pop and they change it yeah, a little bit. Enough to make, like, mm-hmm. specifically with Ariana Grande, a little bit to make it enough. Yeah. I think Khalid has enough R&B and soul in him to mm-hmm. make it a lot more different. Billie Eilish, like we said, is all yeah. over the place. Yeah. But with Free Spirit, he really did it, I think. he. Uh, oh, yeah. My one of my favorite songs on that is uh, Twenty One. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and it's just like that song. A lot of his songs are fucking sad. Oh no, they are all and what, very. Yeah. What I don't think he's consciously doing, but what I've always perceived about his music is that it's like a, it's like that smile, a hiding smile, <laughs> like a smile uh-huh. that's hiding everything that you're actually feeling. Yeah. Because a lot of his stuff is real upbeat. And fun, and you're like, yeah, we can do this. This, this sounds like it's a lot of fun. Then you listen yeah. to the lyrics, and, and you're like, you're Sam, like, wow, he's this does not really feel good. Talking about some stuff that yeah, he like went in through. 21, he's like, uh, I think it's 21. He talks about how he 
just <laughs> says you just turned 21 so lately you've been drinking wasted on alcohol you chased to fight this feeling thinking about letting go would that be easy for you then Jeez. And it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. Like everything, and like people are going to listen and be like, you've been drinking, wasted on yeah. alcohol. They're like, yeah. yeah, he's talking about drinking and having fun. Yeah, having no, he's fun. not. He's talking, he's about, talking like... about drinking, getting drunk to uh-huh. mask pain. Exactly. And that's yeah. sad. That is very sad. And like a lot of his music is about relationships that, that failed, aspects of relationships that failed, and just like this general sense of, of depression that I think uh, uh, an entire generation is kind of like yeah, it, can like kind, kind of, of understand yeah, which yeah. is sad it's inherently sad yeah yeah it is but uh, that's a that's a different that's a whole different it's a different thing. conversation <laughs> which yeah. I'm sure at some point we'll discuss I'm sure that sounds like fun we can dive into some deeper aspects <laughs> yeah. in pop culture the, uh, the like the chorus of this is like damn cause you're in pain but who's to blame <laughs> all our lives it never ends <laughs> and See, honestly, I, I feel like that it's important that it, that these sorts of lyrics are coming from a Khalid, though, because he is, like you said, the, the face of a new generation. Yeah, in people a sense. will and, like, listen to him. These things that he's saying, he's not saying them because, like, he he just wants to say them. Like, they, they, he knows that they resonate with yes, people of his age. exactly. With people of, like, his peers, and, like, that's the, a common feeling that people have. Exactly. Which may be a problem. But the music is just where he, he's expressing himself. And exactly. Like, the fact that this is his expression means This is something. a really good aspect of what he's talking about and what he does with a lot of songs is even though they are sad through and through, mm. by the end, he kind of reaches this hopefulness. Yeah. Because, like, going back to this 21 song, mm-hmm. the end is because I'm in pain, but I'm to blame. To end this fight, I have to change. So he's like... If I'm consciously aware of what I'm doing, mm-hmm. drinking to mask this pain, yeah. I'm only going to keep feeling this pain yeah. because I'll sober up uh-huh. and it'll still suck. It'll still suck, yeah. So it... I have to change. Uh-huh. And I think that's cool like because, again, he's speaking to a generation that will listen to yeah. him yeah, and exactly. that it'll resonate with them. Mm-hmm. Which is very important as an artist to be able to know like who you're talking to with these albums. And exactly. What, like, be conscious of what you're saying and that it has meaning in the grander scheme of things which is i think a way that khalid and billy eilish are changing the pop genre because they're talking about very almost like not even almost just depressing shit yeah they're like, they're, they're diving shit. into this shit that yeah. needs to be talked about and it's like tyro cruz's dynamite was a bop for whatever but like what is that saying about like <laughs> it's it's talking about how uh <laughs> I was gonna try. I was gonna try. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. How you, I was interested to hear what you did. <laughs> I was. I was gonna make a completely, just blatantly wrong statement, but it's it's fine. We'll yeah. move on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this uh, kind of flows well into this um, new Logic run that we've had recently. Uh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Logic is a very uh, up and down artist for me. Very. I, I love I, I love his early work. Mm-hmm. I love everything he did as young Sinatra. He had he had the potential to be like my favorite artist. Like he did. Like after uh, the incredible true the story incredible true story. Yeah. That's when I was like, dude, this Logic guy. Yeah. I think this is it. Yeah. I think of, and then everybody, great message. Flop. He's saying a lot. <laughs> He's saying a lot of good things. He, he is. But damn, he is. man, that <laughs> album has not aged well. I I I can't even like. 
I think about going back and listening to it, but then, like... I don't want to. Yeah, I'm just like, what's the point? Like, (laughs) (laughs) what's the point? What has it come to? (laughs) Like, the the, the music on there seemed so... Just, like, very... Like, it didn't seem like he thought deeper than the words there on that album. And, like, it sounded like he picked the first 12 beats he heard. Ah, Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. The beats were bad. Like... I don't know what uh, Six was doing, but that was not Six's, especially coming off like the incredible true story where the beats were the high point of that album. I that think was like Six was doing his shit yeah. there, but then everybody else just like ah, this sounds bad. And I feel bad because I know that I know because I follow Logic very closely. Uh-huh. I like what he's doing. Yeah. I like his idea. Mm-hmm. I do too. I know he put a lot of effort into that album. Like, that album was supposed to be something yeah, big. Yeah, it was. It was supposed to be a moment, uh, and it was not. It was not, no. I mean, 1-800-273-8255. Yeah. That is by far the best song mm-hmm. that will... It's going to be the biggest song that ever comes of Logic's career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With good reason. Yeah, with good reason. And it is... It's a great song. And I'm hoping that's going to be his legacy. <laughs> I hope his legacy isn't... Jesus Christ, dude, shut the fuck up about being biracial. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's really leading himself down that path, isn't he? Like A little bit. I just, like, I, I get it. It's important to you. But we get it. It's you, important to and you. I, I, exactly. <laughs> like, you don't have to, like, bring it up every other song we hear from you just because it's 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 important. And it, I don't know. It's really weird. I, I think he... Uh, I think he thinks, I don't, I don't know what he thinks actually. <laughs> like it. So following everybody, Young Sinatra Four came out last, last year. year. Yeah. At the end of last we've year, we've gotten a good, we've gotten a good uh, saturation of music. Oh yeah. From yeah. Logic, uh, yeah, Young Bobby Sinatra Tarantino Four, too. Bobby Tarantino Two, Bobby Tarantino, Supermarket, and um, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah. All within the last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's put. He's been putting out a lot of music, which he normally doesn't do. Like before that, he was doing consistently. He was a doing consistently a, year. a project a year, and mm-hmm. he was and he was this artist who was kind of elusive in the fact that he was like, I know what I'm doing. I'm yeah. doing this because I want to do this next, and yeah. I'm doing this yeah. because I want to do this next. Yeah. And now he's he's definitely straying away from that. Uh-huh. It's like I'm a creative. I'm doing this, and guess what? You're gonna fucking get it. <laughs> yeah. You can listen to which, this. I, I I don't I don't. Either way, I don't really have a huge argument because I do like the fact that he's giving us so much music, but at the same time, I didn't have a problem with yearly projects because I don't either. that's even more regular than most artists yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Like most artists don't get out a project a year. Or uh, the best artists the don't best get artists. out a project a year. Exactly. And it, it starting with Young Sinatra 4, first listen through that, it seemed like he was trying to go back to his roots. His roots. What he started as when he was young yeah. Sinatra, which you know? was fine, but it, it it felt like he was just trying to get back to his roots. Actually, if we're gonna get down to it, of young Sinatra four, uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind and Supermarket, I think young Sinatra four might be my favorite. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. I too. think that shit really went. So the 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 reason I think that though, which is also kind of a reason that I dislike it, which is weird, but it you can tell the influence that J Cole's had in his career, big time. This was entirely J. Cole. On Young Sinatra 4, he had multiple different beats and parts of J. Cole, like old, like 
J. Old Cole, Cole mixtape mix beats yeah. that he would redo on that album and he, he would say lines from uh, Friday Night Lights and uh, the warm up and stuff like that which is fine he's showing like homage or whatever but it felt like he was trying to I don't I don't know what it is about the way that he just like goes at things but I agree it yeah. just seems so it seems what what fabricated. sucks is be, it, I was about to say yeah. the same thing it's like I want to believe this dude is this great dude who yeah. believes all this sh- like mm-hmm. I, and I do believe he believes all the stuff he believes. Oh, yeah. It's not it's yeah. not difficult. Yeah. It's really it's not. not difficult <laughs> to believe people should be equal. It's not. Let's get down <laughs> to it if you don't fuck yourself. But like <laughs> all, like he just it almost seems like everything he says comes from a place that's like holier than thou. Yeah. And like that exactly. sucks. And like I don't know why I get that feeling. I don't know and either. I don't want to be putting this message out there that that's what he feels like he's that's what he is about uh-huh. but that's just what it feels like to it, me it is yeah it, it really it's hard for him to kind of break out of that but I think when Supermarket came out I, I thought I fucked with Supermarket I heavy. thought that was a good a really good release because it kind of allowed him to spread his wings musically and yeah. like not kind of like be like oh why aren't you rapping like you did on the mixtapes he's saying like why aren't you doing this he, he's just like no this is a soundtrack for this book that i wrote one one that book is fucking great have you yeah, read that yet? I, I haven't gotten i haven't gotten to read it yet but i i have read a lot of analysis and stuff <laughs> about it and it, it looks like amazing it's like, like a fight it's yeah. it's like modern day fight club for me oh okay okay yeah yeah that's really and i think it's cool that as a rapper he wrote a book and it's yeah. a new york times and it was, a, it was a bestseller like and yes. he he put out an album to accompany it which is like i don't know if y'all read books hopefully you do but if you read books then you know that every book you read has a feeling to it yeah and if you can match that yeah. feeling into music i'm going to listen to it <laughs> yeah exactly like 100 yeah which i thought was super cool innovative new nothing like something that nobody i don't think anybody's ever really done that put out a an was, album to go yeah, with an a album book. to yeah. accompany a book and much less like not many rappers are writing novels exactly uh, this was a genuine novel it yeah. was characters he created uh-huh. it was an entire story that he came up with yeah which is remarkable because mm-hmm. the story is really cool really yeah i like it a lot but the supermarket album i thought it was great yeah i loved it i, did I loved too. every I, I i think i loved every song uh-huh. like i was 100 percent down for everything he did with that yeah. just because it was different mm-hmm. than what he was he didn't lock himself in this room yeah you know he didn't lock himself like, in the in the rap yeah. like we were just Bars like we've talked about all day he didn't lock himself in yeah <laughs> he did this shit where he wanted like that uh-huh. he wanted to i think it helped that it was like largely about <laughs> something that was not not about him being biracial yeah. it was about yeah. fake people that he created definitely, that definitely helped and it 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 paid off i think it went uh-huh. really well for him yeah i think so too uh but after that a few weeks later actually confessions of a dangerous confessions mind. of a dangerous mind came out i haven't given this a good enough lesson to really speak on it mm-hmm. but that's just I, uh, because i'm not i don't really want to <laughs> and I hate that I've gotten there, but yeah. like I just don't really want to. Give so it this that is listen. the problem with saturating his listeners is like it's kind of like, God yeah. damn it, another yeah, album. Like, bro? dude, like, I'm, I'm listening. I hear yeah, you. I know. And so I, for one, I really like the album art. Dude, the album art. The album art. It, I'll get into this after we're done with all the albums. But the <laughs> album art of 2019 has been oh. fucking amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Just truly everything mm-hmm. is. Almost every project yeah. has had beautiful beautiful artwork oh yeah it really has 
But this album specifically, he had the hit with the homicide was a with hit. Eminem and Crystalia. Yeah, that was a that was a really good song, and I think he got like so many napkins. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, a lot of the song, like, I think some of the songs on uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind were a logic that we haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, it was really yeah. really good, and it was it wasn't necessarily like something that we felt he'd done before, but at the same time there was. Some really bad songs on this there's album. There's not a lot. Clickbait, Wannabe, like, Out of Sight, Pardon My Ego, those were terrible. I like, liked, uh, I, the songs bad. he had features on, uh-huh. I liked. Yeah, this I features. liked uh, Commando with G-Eazy, mm-hmm. uh, Still Ballin' with Wiz. Yeah, I wasn't a huge good. fan of Icy with Gucci Mane, uh-huh. but it was better than some of the other ones. Yeah. I think uh, his best solo song on this album, I think, is uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, yeah. I think so, too. Either that or... Um, the intro song Confessions of a Dangerous Mind yeah Confessions of a Dangerous uh, Mind was really those, good see those were all good but it's like it, it and actually this t- it, the album the idea of it the Confessions of a Dangerous Mind ties in really well with that book really yeah okay yeah so it, was that intentional do you think oh uh, I think it kind of had to be yeah like he was I think he was going down this path uh-huh. of like the Dangerous Mind and I don't want to spoil the book for you so like I can't but oh, like shit, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can't really get into it but yeah the Dangerous Mind thing plays in okay yeah. very well. So I, I, what what's weird about this album for me is that it wasn't a moment at all. Like it just kind of came out, and that's because he's been saturating his and, music. Yeah, and I I really wish that he'd waited a bit, maybe worked on these songs a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and and really did something like later on this year at the earliest. Yeah, like fall. Yeah, he he, he didn't need to do anything else right now. Like I yeah. don't understand why he did. Yeah, I mean we he got when he dropped Young Sinatra four. I was like, damn, that was quick because it was a quick turnaround from yeah. Bobby Tarantino too. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that quick of a turnaround yeah, it really either. Was. It was like a year. Yeah. It was a little <laughs> less than a year, I uh-huh. think. And yeah. I was like, damn, that was a quick turnaround for Logic. Yeah. Then he t- then he was like, supermarket. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. And then he was like, Confessions of a Dangerous Man. And I was like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was chill, just like, chill, chill, chill. chill. <laughs> I was like, you got enough Logic right cool, now. Cool, 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 cool. Chill, but, chill, chill, uh, chill. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Logic has done a lot, a lot, a lot wrong in his his career so far but i think he's, he's done he, enough right he's done enough right yeah because he still he still is to me one of the premier rappers out right now like and his skill, his wise, skill level dude this skill man level can is rap. still there like and he could sing supermarket oh, was good oh, yeah because supermarket he could was sing good yeah and what's what's remarkable is that he never showed that off oh no he, he rapped and he rapped and he mm-hmm. rapped and like i went and saw him in concert and he performed a song for us where he was at a piano and he sang and we were like oh damn this guy can do that and then oh, that yeah. song was on supermarket oh really yeah what song was it do you remember? i can't remember i would damn. have to i would have to go back and i look wish i went it. to that concert i was, I was uh, yeah joey badass open for him and oh, oh boy damn. joey badass joey badass that's my guy he needs to drop a new album that what uh like his album came out 20 yep it's about time 2017 he was on beast coast it just uh, came yeah, out. Beast Coast, yeah. I, need to, uh, I know you haven't really given that a uh-huh. good listen, but I gave I gave it a, a pretty good listen, and it is a an East Coast dream. Oh yeah. I mean, dude, it, <laughs> Flatbush Zombies, Joey Badass, the and Underachievers. That's what the East Coast is known for. That's what Wu Tang did. <laughs> that's like, what Wu Tang Wu Tang like, created that. Yeah, Wu Tang really did create it. like the posse cuts. Like that was a, that was a New York thing. Like, yeah, that's what they did. Like. If you go back and listen to like some old like eighties, nineties rap tracks, it won't be hard to find like these posse cuts where it's just 
Everybody's dude after dude together, just going you know? in, like, on the same, like, just going in. Like, it, it's, it, if you know One Train, it's a lot like that kind of mode. And I remember when ASAP Rocky made One Train, he said that he did it the way that he did it as a posse cut because he didn't feel like there was enough of that. Yeah. Because he wanted to kind of bring that back, and that's kind of what ASAP Mob... That's like, what ASAP Mob yeah, kind of started, started doing yeah. that again too, and like that—that's I think that's really cool, and it's really important that that's happening in New York specifically. It's New York specifically for that culture, it—it mm-hmm. it, that's rooted in their culture yeah. because of Wu Tang, uh-huh. and I think it is perfect yeah. that it's coming back around with ASAP Mob and mm-hmm. now Beast Coast. And if you look at like the like what New York rap originated from, it was like this battle it's rap, the birth this, of like, hip hop. This it is the birth of hip hop. It's just dudes getting on the from mic, the Bronx and Brooklyn and, going and Staten hard. Island. And yeah, just, that's old school by Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just you get on the mic and you go in. Like that's that's what you do. Like is there's no there's no more thought than that needed. Like say your and shit. They, they fucking do it, dude. They do it. Yeah. Well, what's funny is when uh. Now we're gonna stray away because I think we've. Oh wait, let's dive into uh, Ventura oh, with yeah. Anderson Pop. Okay, so this is kind of this kind of parallels with Logic. So he released Oxnard um, when, when in the fall, in the fall, fall of yeah, last in year, in the fall of last year, and he followed up with um, Ventura. Ventura in April, which was a very quick, very turnaround. quick turnaround for Anderson Pop. Like absolutely, the, the the time between his last album Malibu. and Malibu, Malibu and Oxnard Malibu. Malibu, yeah. <laughs> it, it, there was a couple years between uh, Malibu and, and Oxnard, Oxnard yeah. but the, the problem with that was kind of similar to um, uh, Schoolboy Q's because I, like listening through Oxnard, I didn't I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. it yeah, it, it it was that, you know. It and, wasn't it wasn't Malibu, exactly, and, and I don't think Ventura was Malibu either. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But Anderson Pac knew that, so he he followed up very quickly with Ventura. With the, yeah, because. When I say it wasn't Malibu, Oxnard was completely different from Malibu. Oh, it was yeah. not the same style. He no. wasn't singing as much. He was mm-hmm. rapping. Yeah. It was Anderson Pac on the like spit. Yeah. And I think he did well. Mm-hmm. I think he was a, he's a really good rapper. But that's not what I. I mean, I'm cool with him doing that. I think it's good. Yeah. But what I want out of <laughs> Anderson Pac is that. It's- that jazzy yeah funk exactly. and just like oh yeah, yeah you really did that shit bro and Ventura I think he he really tried to like he got one, back into that get back into it but two innovate it make exactly. it like make it like like new make it to show like the progress that he's made as an artist over these Absolutely. years because Ventura was his redemption tour like this dude like knew what the fuck he was doing on Ventura. Absolutely. And I, from the first song, Come Home, with Andre Three Stacks. Andre 3000, man. Oh, my God. That, like, I mean, the features he had on Ventura, the, mm-hmm. Andre 3000, Smokey Robinson, Lala, Jasmine Sullivan, Sonia Elise, and Nate Dogg? You got Nate Dogg? Like, these, are, these aren't, like... He's dead! These are, like... He, he is, like... Rest in peace, in Nate Dogg. I don't mean any disrespect. <laughs> he is in his bag. He's in his Ventura. bag, like, like, the fries at the bottom. <laughs> he really is. Like, Ventura, was, I, it, it really satisfied me. I thought it was a really good jazz funk fusion album. It really was. That really is what... Brandy? I didn't even say Brandy. Brandy yeah. What, and it's what Anderson Pac does, like... He, I, I, I still can't for the life of me, for the fucking life of me, understand why XXL put him on the cover. The guy is not a rapper, but what well, he does Well, in the class do, he was in, that dude is by far oh, the best oh, artist. Yeah, the best. Well, uh, I, I give, Denzel Curry might give him a run for his money. Denzel Curry does. But other than that, 
Lil Dicky. LD. Who was on that? 21 Savage, Lil Yachty. Kodak, uh, Kodak, Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi. Basically all the... Don't get me wrong. 21 yeah. Savage. Yeah, they, their music bops. Yeah. Music, they yeah. go hard. They make good music. But, they, but like, if we're going to get down to the artistry of... Yeah. Give me Anderson Pac. Give me, give me Denzel Pac. Curry. I'll <laughs> even take Lil Dicky. <laughs> you know who else Lil is on Dickie's that cover? Because Lil Dicky's funny as shit. <laughs> you know who else is on the cover? Who? Design. <laughs> Designer, talk about the quickest fall off of all time. Because this dude had a this dude had a following. He did. Because he had he had Panda, and then Kanye had him on the Life of Pablo. Got signed to get music, working with Pusha T. He dropped um New English. His his like. Like first full length project, <coughs> uh, right after like the summer after Panda got big. Yeah, and I remember I like got on title and got a because it only dropped on title at first. I yeah. remember I got on title, got like a free subscription, and I, like, I yeah, wanted to listen like to Panda. that album. Yeah, I was like, what does designer? If this have dude to can do? do more of this, exactly, and change it a little bit, but he did. <laughs> he did not. It, bro. it was it was it was disappointing. Um. It was, it was brutal, it was arguably. <laughs> yeah, I was just—I remember listening. Even at that point, I was—I was still a youngin in my music listening career, and like I was just so confused as to how he thought any of it was good. Yeah, like I'm just it was like, just not a good are you album. even saying things? I—I I don't understand. You have to tell. Like, oh my god, that's okay. Let's let's not stray too far. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, quickly to tie up all the the, the musics the music releases we're gonna talk about for this year the the short like the little EPs so we've yeah, had I've got two we've two had Zachary or um, Zachary if you will as uh, his EP Run Wild One Free which is his first um, actually his first collection of music solo music period because he just got thrown onto Love um, yeah and then and he was on a uh... What's what I think with Isaiah Rashad. I yeah, think that's yeah, what that song was. was called. Yeah, or what's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah, that's what's right. wrong? And he had these single, or he had these, um, he had these like small features and stuff. And people were like, when it, when Love came out, people were like, Zach, yo, this he, dude he, goes. He goes. Speaking of which, that's produced by Teddy Walton, who has uh, reached out to me and Tavares for he has. promotion. He has. So. He's a Grammy-nominated guy who's reached out to us for promotion. Not gonna flex like that, but I'm gonna but flex like, like that. You know? Yeah, you got to. Because at one point we were bigger than this fucking guy. <laughs> but you know, you know, he, now he's there. We're yeah, here yeah. <laughs> making a podcast for the tens of you. <laughs> the tens of you. <laughs> yeah, but like, so uh, he did that, and then. He got signed to TDE earlier this year in uh, January, February, finally, which I thought he was already signed. I thought he was already, he was obviously heavily associated. Yeah, he was heavily associated with them. So he gets signed, and then he puts out Run Wild, Run, Run Free. Free. Which we just got done listening we to. We got listening to just before we recorded. Yeah. Not for the first time, but just again. That shit is good. That is it good. It is an ensemble uh-huh. of just beautiful vocals oh yeah all from him and it, it really like i think it gives us a good portrait of what like he what zachary is as an artist who he is as an artist and who he's going to be in uh i really love that that ep because it, it the spirit of it the entire spirit of yeah, it was it, just it infectious. feels right like, it you know felt right you know every that's, song that's what we're getting into a lot though right yeah. like obviously you can tell that me and tavaris are slanted towards these albums that make us 
have a feeling. Yeah. It does, like not even not even a feeling in particular. Yeah. Just like if you can make everything come together, uh-huh. a cohesive and make this picture, shit right? It's then like it's going to be good. You've done something right. Yeah. And he did because it, it felt like each track. It felt like it was supposed the the one what that came after was supposed to come after. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like each like pulled from the same like palette, and it, it was ah. It was just a, a really solid EP put out by this young, young artist. Another one who is going to continue to, to... I think at some point he could be a huge part of TDE. Like, Absolutely. When we get past this... this When we get past J-Rock and uh, Kendrick and Schoolboy, and once they start like getting older and stop making music as, as often, that's when TDE I think Zachariah, SZA... Isaiah Rashad. Uh, Isaiah, where's oh, Isaiah yo, fucking Rashad? Yo! yo. <laughs> Where is Where he? Where is he? <laughs> He's been missing for four years. He really has. Like that guy need that boy needs to make an album. Put it out. Like I know you got it. But I like, know you got it. The, these these people in uh, Sir juice. too. Sir. Uh, yeah, like uh, these are the people who I think are gonna kind of continue to make TDE relevant as we move into the future, which is super cool because TDE is amazing. Is, my bias is telling me to say that Dreamville is the best, the best label. Because but like, J Cole, because, yeah. we love J Cole. We love J Cole. We love J Cole on the Penny Bloom podcast. We, we do, uh, but TDE has a very credible argument for being the best label. Period. Yeah, right I now. think uh, they have a lot more commercial ex- commercial yeah. success, mm-hmm. and uh, I would definitely hand them the title for that right now. Yeah. I think uh, skill wise, they're. Them and Dreamville are toe to toe, man. Oh yeah, me too. Because like, like each, they got J Cole, J I D. Oh yeah. We got they, Ari Lennox coming up. That's Ari their Lennox, SZA yeah. equivalent. They got you know? they got Loot, Omen, Cause, uh, Earth Gang. Earth. Oh yeah. Earth, Earth Gang. Gang. <laughs> Earth Gang. Those and when we saw them in concert, yo, that was like they were live. They were better than Young Thug. They were way better than Young Thug in, in live like, concert. Yeah. For the Thugger stands out there, I know they exist, <laughs> and I'm I'm a, I like Thug. He's That's kind good. of a guilty pleasure of mine. He is. He is. But he he did not bring it in that performance. No. It was, that, <laughs> that was that was I was not interested at all in what he had to say. Yeah, but Earth Gang. <laughs> Earth Gang got me hype. I was like, they yo, these are, these dudes are like really getting they were lit. Doing that shit right. And like I've been listening to their to their um last out oh, did they they actually might have released Did they have something. a did they have a 2019 release too? Uh it, if not it was late, late 2018. 2018. Yeah. Up late 2018, royalty. Yeah, so royalty. That is. Have you listened to royalty? I have. It's fire. Like it is amazing. Everything from uh, what's it? here? Let me go to it real quick. Cocktail. Cocktail. That's the shit. Uh, nothing but, nothing the, but best the best. Build even off the lot. Like all like they are so LOL, good. Lol. Smh. That's like every <laughs> song on there actually. <laughs> it's only eight songs. It's yeah. A, it's a really quick easy. And like listen, half, and of, half of them are great. skits too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, they like, dropped that song earlier this year though with uh with Thugger. Oh yeah. Proud, proud of you. you. Yeah. Which is really yeah, good. Yeah. Proud of you is really good. Proud I, of you. I bet you they made that on tour. Like I guarantee. Oh yeah, you they, they had they made them. that on tour. But yeah, yeah, Earth Gang is another like those two dudes are gonna do something like yeah. It, so especially I think working with JID like oh the future of Dreamville and TDE together oh, yeah it is sad. JID is just getting I mean, started. They, oh JID is gonna be a star. Yeah, he no. is going to be a rap that superstar. guy raps like the I, way the I reception of DiCaprio too. I did not expect. I didn't either. It got great. It did great it reception. Did. 
Like, this thing was a big deal when mm-hmm. it dropped, and I did not see that coming. Yeah, no, I didn't either. I, I knew, like, I was waiting on this album. Like, I loved, like, the title, like, his aim for it. He's kind of, like, building off of this mixtape that he had, which was also really good. But, like, what he came with on DiCaprio, too, Ugh. I was just like, yo, you really you are You did that shit! Like, every song, I was like, holy shit. He is coming correct at us. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> I remember listening to uh uh what was it? Hold on. Uh Dude, off these. Off these. Off these. Off these just I I can't. Get on my dick. Get on my dick. Get on my dick. Cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. Oh god. Oh my god. No, okay. Off the zoinkies. Off the zoinkies, bro. As soon as I saw the name, I was like this has got to be a hit. I remember it was Ugh, off so the Zoikies, bro. Yeah, I off like... the Zoikies was great. I, I actually wrote a review for this. This came out on a Sunday night at, at 12. I don't know why he dropped it on, on a Sunday night, but it came out on a Sunday night, and I had a, a the review story was due the next day at 12 noon, and I stayed up to about 3 or 4 writing the review for this album because that's just how fucking good it was. Dude, top to bottom. This thing didn't miss. It didn't. It really did. And, like, I know I said that earlier about, like, Logic Supermarket. Uh-huh. That is not on anywhere uh, near the level no, of what this album no, was. No, not at all. I think, honestly, like, J- J.I.D., I-, I feel like in a lot of ways takes Logic's talents and just, like... And does, amplifies them. Yeah, it does what Logic should have done with it. Exactly. He's <laughs> like, Logic, if you would have just stuck to the, the, the rap shit and stopped, like, getting caught up in being half black then maybe you, you could have did this but J.I.D. just went out there ball with its cat, like Stefan Marbury and, and Strawberries dude that oh, is yeah. so dope Strawberries was so good yeah he had he had a Method Man and Joey Badass feature on the Yo. same song and it was called you what? are not going oh. to gain the respect of New York <laughs> There's not a lot you could do that, more. That shit was called. What was it called? Hotbox. Uh, Hotbox. Yeah. 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 Hotbox. Yeah. And that's like, what's a better title for a Method Man, Joey Badass, and JID song? That's it's so fitting. It is so. And like, fitting. I mean, if you got these two, the established New York legend uh-huh. Method Man, and this semi-established, pretty, he's big in New York. Yeah. Very big in New York. Oh, Joey yeah. Badass. On the same track, you are immediately going to have New York on your side. You're going to, yeah. <laughs> and like that—that's even coming. So JID uh, is from Atlanta, but uh, Dreamville does a lot of work in New York. J Cole yep. went to college in New York, got Absolutely. signed in New York, started his career really in New York. So like having that love up the coast never is going to hurt you. And Dreamville is another side. East Coast really. Oh yeah. A really like getting back into the what we were talking about they the really Wu Tang's influence. They're an East Coast ensemble too. Exactly, and I'm really interested to see what Revenge of the Dreamers three. Oh, Revenge has. of the Dreamers. I remember when Re- Revenge of the Dreamers two came out. My man um, uh, Charles hit me up and was like, "Hey, this album came out, Revenge of the Dreamers," and I had never heard of it. Yeah. But he knew J Cole was my favorite artist, so he was like, "You need to listen to this. This is like J Cole's thing." And I was like, "What the fuck?" And I listened to Revenge of the Dreamers two, and it changed my life like i didn't even know like what dreamville really was until i listened to that project exactly and then i was like wait a minute this is really good like having that collective group uh project is something that is not happening enough like what if every label just got together and did that shit for a couple the way, weeks the way every good year? music did yeah like when exactly. they when they put out the uh, uh, a good a good, cool yeah, summer. good summer cool summer yeah cool summer cool it was summer. uh 
when they had like don't like yeah shit like yeah. that that exactly like they did that revenge of the dreamers does uh-huh. that black panther in a way was tde's it, ensemble it was, album. it was yeah de facto <laughs> yeah like in a way but like if they like really made a point to do this every few years oh yeah dude that would the, be incredible. the places they could go. Yeah, I know. And like you you get like these artists like Dreamville has a ton of artists, cause Omen, um, even Ari Lennox. Boss. We forgot Boss. Bo- oh shit. Shit. Boss is the Boss is probably my favorite besides Jake. Yo, I'm not even I was, capping th- th- right there. This is this is not really related at all, but I was thinking about this the other day and I I saw a tweet from um Ibrahim, the president of uh Dreamville, that said that uh Too High to Riot's a classic. Like that Oh album. it is. And I was just thought about it and I was like it is. That's a classic. That is it 100% a classic is. Like, Dude, nobody, Night Job. Night Job. Night that was, Job, bro. I can, I've played this for so many people, and not one has not liked this song. There's never been a person alive who can listen to this and go, nope. And if yeah. they do, it's just because they don't want to like it. Yeah, exactly. And they don't want to like rap. They don't want to like J. Cole. It's, Boss is that guy, but nobody knows him. But Revenge of the Dreamers is exactly what gives them that opportunity to get them on that, that exactly. higher on level. Exactly, on that path. So, like, uh, Kaz's album that came out last <coughs> year yep. was a hit. Nobody listened to Nobody it. Nobody listens. Because nobody knows Kaz. But Kaz has been spitting fire. Like, he he's has. been doing Zendaya? That shit Zendaya. went. Oh, my God. That Zendaya shit was when so When J. Cole good. was like, I'm trying to hook my boy up with Zendaya. Yeah. Like, he, like, hey, <laughs> respect that girl, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, it's, it's like cool stuff. He had a song with Kendrick on there, too. This man's name is Kaz. I guarantee you, everyone listening yeah. doesn't know who Kaz is. Exactly. And Kaz is really that guy. Like, he's ma- he's been making music. They got Loot. Uh, Loot has a has. He's a very East Coast person. Like if you like East Coast, like old type rap, then Loot's a guy that you want to be listening to. And they have all. They just have all these artists that nobody knows about, but they need to. Like TDE. Like SZA had. She's had her commercial time. Uh, like Schoolboy Q. J Rock just got his. J Rock has had his commercial time. Yeah. Like. T- people know TD artists, but you think of Dreamville and you're just like, oh, it's J. Cole. It's J. Cole. Like, yeah, J. Cole yeah. and maybe J.I.D. Maybe J.I.D. for some. Yeah, for some. Yeah. But other and then than maybe that, maybe Boz for others. Like, yeah, maybe Boz for others. But other than those three, like, you don't really know the other people who were, like, really pushing this, I think, this, like, label to be the best that it can be. Yeah. Like, J. Cole didn't pick these people in accident. He picked no. them on purpose because he knew. And that what's beautiful, what's beautiful is if you like J. Cole, mm-hmm. you, you will, will like, like everybody else. Because this is he, like it, he know he is the pinnacle for what we were talking yeah. about earlier about creating this feeling. Exactly, it's all yes, about yes. the fucking feeling. It's all about the feeling, and like he does such as like every artist on Dreamville, I think, could get on an album and make the same like make an album that has that same feeling the same feeling pick- and, and still somehow make it completely yeah, different exactly it's they remarkable all in different ways I, like, I, I can't I don't think TDE uh-huh. could do that oh no I don't think so too, either because right now. Like, TDE I think, TDE is different okay. is a different type of great I think Black Hippie could do it oh Black Hippie could absolutely do but it. They, they've signed on a ton of other people besides yeah. Black Hippie which makes yeah. it hard, but I, you know, Black Hippie should have fucking dropped it. Dude, album too. <sighs> Black Hippie, think man, that was the biggest. That. that was a huge. That thing is the, the second biggest letdown behind J Cole and Kendrick's God. collab tape. Why don't they just make it? Why don't they just be like? Well, you the know, people? they have it. They have it. They do have it. You they know, said that they, they have it. They, 
there's no way these dudes haven't been working with each other exactly. for years. Exactly. Like it's it's J Cole and Kendrick. Like every he, they know everyone. God, wants could to you see imagine? That. Could you imagine the unification of the West Coast and East Coast if the Dreamville and TDE came together? Yo, imagine how easy it would be for each of them to get just a, a feature verse from JID or Schoolboy or Isaiah or God, like. I, All it takes is a good like. I, I they can send you a verse in thirty minutes. I, if if you were like, hey bro, me me and me and K Dot are uh, hooking up this uh, this collab project. You trying to have a verse? Who's gonna yes. say no? Exactly. Like, what the fuck? That's gonna be like the release of the century. Like when they do that, because they are number one and two. Like undisputedly, like in terms of rap ability, they are the best right now. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's it's really not even a, a competition for me. At least I don't I don't know about other people but they are they are doing they are the they are one and two and they're widely viewed as one and two i feel like it's yeah. safe yeah to I think say that they're one and two in terms Dra of drake ability. is drake is in there i guess but like i don't think drake is in terms of rap ability no no not at all uh not at all just in terms of his success his success alone makes him mm -hmm. the de facto greatest no. rapper yeah. of all time exactly yeah this, the, like the only rapper label. yeah the only rapper we're, we're, here we go again, diving into this rabbit hole. We'll create a whole different segment for this, you know? It's like, uh, it's just amazing the way they can... The only person who has ever done these numbers that Drake is doing mm -hmm. in the rap game is 50. Really? Yeah, I mean, when he did... When oh, yeah. he was dropping when he did in, in, in like, club? 03... Yeah, in the club, I remember with, that. With, uh... Shit, what was his debut album called? Why am I blanking on this? Uh, let me see. What? Get Rich or Die Trying. What the fuck? Why did oh, I yeah. blank on that? Okay. Yeah, it's a... Uh, he threw up numbers on that. Dude. Oh, yeah. He he had In the Club. Uh, What else was on here? In the Club. Um, he had uh, Pimp. 21 Questions. 21 Questions. 21 Questions is the first song I ever knew every lyric to. Oh, really? Holy I was crap. Yeah. I was three. <laughs> Holy shit. I was three, bro. That is crazy. Yeah, this this album was actually, like, really good. And then... And, and he's he hasn't matched it since. No, no. Get like, Rich or Die Trying was by far the biggest commercial success of his career. Mm -hmm. And 50's commercial run was a few years. Oh, yeah, it was. He was and huge he, for a long time. And he... I would say probably this decade is when he really like. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you want to get down to regularly. it, 2003 to 2008. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. That's okay. 50s run. That's Lil Wayne's run. Yeah, yeah. Lil Wayne's Lil Wayne's done Lil better. Wayne. He's yeah. fed into this gen this decade. Mm -hmm. But the only rapper who has done what Drake is doing, just on an international, global scale, huge, mm -hmm. is 50 Cent. Oh yeah. And he was nowhere near. What Drake no, is? No, no, he Drake really is wasn't. a spectacle. Drake dude. is a spectacle. I would argue though that Little Wayne probably maybe did a bit more than Fifty, because Little Wayne, like around two thousand nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eight, even a little bit, he he, he stopped. Was, it was Carter three, Carter three four. Uh huh. He's, and then the stuff in between with I'm not a human being. And yeah, stuff like exactly. That. But he stopped being like this, like. He was known as the lyricist. He was known yes. as this dude who has bars, and he proved that he had the bars. Nobody doubted it. No, nobody. Like, nobody. He was widely accepted as the best rapper alive at the time. Oh yeah, 
and best rapper that, alive. Yeah. Best rapper alive. You <laughs> talked about it. Yeah, that, and, and that's a fine point to make. I, I tend to agree. Um, but he 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 started making pop songs and he started making rock songs and he, he branched just, out. Like, he branched out and allowed him to get sort of this like this global fame. Yes, this global fame that like saw him as a as a skateboarder uh, <laughs> rather than like this rapper. That from phase the hood. was interesting. That was an interesting phase. But I will say, as a as a nine ten year old, um, I, I I didn't hate it. He had that one oh, song I didn't with uh, Rudolph. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Kevin Rudolph. Kevin Rudolph. That was my shit. What was Rudolph. it? Uh, let it ride. Yes, let, let it ride. That was like now. The only reason I like it's nostalgia. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, completely. <laughs> but like, yeah, like listening now, I'm like, damn, this song sucks. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, it's still like, yo, this shit banged yeah, back in the really day. Did. As a kid, that was my that was my song. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, but like, Lil Wayne was a uh, he was he was one of those people who was just like he, he didn't even have to do too much more and like unfortunately due to the circumstances of his career he couldn't uh for a while but he'll be back in november yeah he'll be back in november (laughs) but like he was still people were still like uh who's the best rapper i mean when you got to talk about wayne you got to talk about wheezy and it's it's funny how wayne kind of ushered drake into the rap game and then drake just with early drake early drake you hear that oh you know Lil wayne ushered him in oh yeah because i'd argue that like drake is nowhere near his rap ability now. Oh. As no. opposed to what he was he, early on. He felt, early on, he felt like a good, he felt good like a rapper. rapper. <laughs> yes. I remember, like, hearing, um... Like, Thank Me Later. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it wasn't... Uh, I mean, like, Take Care. Even Take Care, his rap ability was oh, great, yeah. but no. he was still super popular. <coughs> he was, yeah. There was a... It wasn't until, was like, the songs that Nothing Was the Same. With, that was great rap ability. Oh, it wasn't until yeah. Views. Yeah, really. Views. Views, um... um if you're reading this is too late, even was still great rap ability, but he was still he was making that shift. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. you felt that shift there. Yeah. So like on songs like uh, "Priceless" with Birdman, like I remember oh, yeah. like hearing Drake and being like, "Yo, this dude is like, he's gonna be something like this. He can really rap, and he had, he had like, he was really going in." But then he just like, I I would say it probably like, it started with "Take Care," but then he straight away and with uh like uh, shoot, I'm blanking on the name. Things were never the same. Uh, nothing was the nothing same. was the same. Yeah, with nothing was the same. He he kind of got back into his hip hop, but then views and he's just like, hey, Caribbeana, yeah, like know, hey, this <laughs> is a... And don't get me wrong, it was good for what it, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was. Very, it, like the pop, like dance vibe. Mm-hmm. One dance was obviously the song of the mm-hmm. summer. Oh yeah, that it's still my song. I, I fuck with, I, one, I dance, fuck with uh, one dance yeah. heavy, dude. Yeah, like that's, dance, that's that's still just like, a good song. Every like, time I listen to it, I'm like, okay, yeah. It's like, like, it's, it, a, it's like one it's, of those. It's like, summer sixteen. Exactly. No. It's summer. Summer sixteen was a moment. Oh, dude. Summer sixteen. We'll do a whole different episode on summer sixteen. Yeah, because we could. We could. Didn't didn't DJ Khaled's album come out that year too? Major key. Major key. I think that was 2017. Oh damn. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no. It was, but, uh, it was, it but was. yeah, we'll do okay. we'll do the summer yeah. sixteen in a different episode. Okay, but uh, <laughs> that that was that was a huge thing. But I think for me, my lowest point with Drake was more life. Like ah, dude, that like dance that was hall definitely, shit that, that he was going for. I was it, like, it, it, ah, it missed. It. I was just like, this is plainly isn't you, it missed. Drake. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Like he had songs <laughs> with Kanye that were forgettable. Yeah. How do you get on a song with Kanye and make it forgettable? Yeah, like. Drake and Kanye West. That's supposed to That's be supposed the to biggest be... song out. Yes, exactly. And I saw that and I was like, oh Watch shit. Watch out for me. I'm <laughs> about to glow. <laughs> I was just like, 
I was like, I mean, it was good. Yeah, it wasn't. But it could have been so much more, you know? Nothing about it. He, he was just, he, it, he, it came off really bad. He was like, it's not an album. It's not it's an a, album. It's, it's a, a playlist. playlist. Like, Yo, he's the only person that's ever called an album a playlist. And frankly, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. Like, a playlist is, is not a compilation of music you made. Like, what it's are you a, it's talking a, about? It's a compilation of a lot of music. That's like, called you can't, an album. Like, yeah. a, a playlist is a list of songs that you play. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like this, you just seem pretentious, like, right there. And, that, and frankly, after More Life, I had a bad taste in my mouth for I Drake. Did. I had a terrible taste in my mouth for Drake. I was just like, I'm really... Like, I'm, ahead of Scorpion, I was like, ugh. He better oh, not. Yeah, no. He better not, and he didn't. He did. He did. He did good with Scorpion. Scorpion was a that was a, a good release, and I think it was uh, him kind of also going back to that uh, that hip hop, his hip hop roots of being like, all right, you know, I'll I'll, I'll spit one time for you. Yeah, and he, he questionable. Did, on you the, know what, Scorpion? The... It. Uh, I look back on that. It's a good album. Yeah, it's it, a really good yeah. album. It's a good album. Questionable on you know whether like how much his actual rapping ability and writing ability came yeah. into that, but. Uh, and, oh, I'm not gonna lie. After the Meek Mill beef too, I I I don't think Drake writes most of his music. That's what's a pro- <laughs> that's a problem for me. Yeah. I'm like I'm like, damn, dude. If it's like even in question, yeah. Like if a but like because it was abundant. A yeah. lot of people were like, yeah, he does it. And but I, then there were other like credible artists where they're like, oh, I don't know. He's a, I've I've watched yeah. him and he's like a, and like, that's cool. Like he can. But, like, if there's enough, like, dissonance on that, uh-huh. where, like, people are like, no, he doesn't write his shit, yeah. I, I, that's gonna be in my mind. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't like, matter if it's valid or not. Yeah. Like, it, and, like, and I'm just like, I feel bad for that. I'm like, damn, like, I hope he is. Yeah. I hope he's writing his shit. It's like, I, I know for a fact Kendrick and Cole are writing their own they're shit. They're writing their like, shit. There's no chance that they're letting yeah, him like, like <laughs> Have you heard that story that Eminem said about Kendrick? He was, like, the first time he was ever in the studio with him. He said, go outside. Write a verse, cause I need you. I need you to prove to me that you're the one writing. <laughs> Yo, this shit. I've heard. Oh no, I have heard of that. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like, I need you and to prove to me that you're the one that's writing something these verses. M, that's something so M would do. You are not allowed in my studio <laughs> yeah. until you write a verse. Come in here and spit it for me. Yeah. And then he did, and Eminem was like, "All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're really that yeah, guy. <laughs> that's that's you." Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the, I think I feel like we need we need more of that in, in like the music industry because like. You go through these albums and it's fine, and this is kind of a trend that was set by pop music, but it's like you just see 10, 12 writers on a song, and you're just like, it's it's a letdown a little bit, you know. It is. You you want to see you want to under you want to know that the person that you're listening to is the person that created this music. Otherwise, you're giving them you're giving them love and credibility, which they're not really do. Yeah, and like, and I'm all for appreciating the talent that's there. Yeah, like. Obviously, Drake has a lot of talent. Yeah, he's yeah. proven that he yeah. can sing. He can, he can kind of sing. He can, uh, <laughs> he can rap. Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm there for that. Like, yeah. That's exactly. like that's. It it reminds me of like this American Idol, the voice type shit. Like, <laughs> yo, you're a good singer. Prove to me you can write this shit though. Yeah, exactly. Which it, it, it's really important in music that you are able as an artist to to make once again that feeling but that feeling starts with what you're saying so exactly if, if you you have to be saying the right things in order to get to that point where you've created a good project yes it's like like tyler i i know that like a lot of what tyler does is like one he doesn't even say much at all but oh, when no. he does say things i know that there are things that he's written because he has a style he Absolutely. has like a, a flavor to him yeah and i think uh we're getting into all these like big big name artists that are like Credibility, 
based and just like everyone knows them for being these rap ability guys. Yeah. But like even if we're gonna talk about painting that feeling again, mm-hmm. I'd say that even these guys like uh, Uzi does a really good job of painting a feeling. Oh yeah, no he does. Uh, Yachty does and, a, he has done mm-hmm. a good job of creating a feeling. Yeah, yeah. he's he's missed a, a couple places. times. <laughs> but but. Uzi, like thinking back to the Perfect Love tape again, Yo, Summer '16. That was a we're gonna moment. Talk- <laughs> that was a moment. Like that was a that. I remember was me, it, me and my dude. cousin had been waiting for weeks on that, <coughs> and it, it. I remember like it, it dropped, and we, we. It was like, it was like midday. It was a really weird drop time. But it was like four yeah, o'clock. Yeah. Four o'clock, yeah. It was it. Yeah. I remember that. Okay, like, I don't know why, right, so but that. I remember. Yeah, that. it was. It was four o'clock on like a, a Saturday or a Sunday. And me and my cousin were just lounging around. Like, I think we were, like, taking a nap. Or I was taking a nap. And my cousin comes in. He's like, it's out. And I was like... You're like, yeah? Okay. Perfect love tape? Yeah. And we just listened to it. And we were just like, every song on here is a fucking banger. Because it, should go. it all felt like it was consistent, cohesive, and it flowed exactly. together. Like, each song was meant to be placed alongside the song that it was next to. Exactly. Which is an important thing to do with, with your music. But I think Uzi succeeds in doing it. Uh, through his voice, primarily. Yeah. Because he has such a distinct voice and such a distinct flow yeah, yeah, and swag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's so pretty. He's the I baddest know. bitch he there really is. is. <laughs> He's the baddest bitch in the rap game. He really game. is. No, that's that's without a doubt. And I I love that Uzi like people hate on him. Oh, it's mumble rap or whatever. But like yeah. I remember like when that was a huge debate that people were having like mumble rap is trash and all that. I was never ever on that like. I, like I don't obviously give mumble rap the credibility I would give uh, to Pimple Butterfly, uh, yeah, or something some Pimple like Butterfly, that. Or but like 2014 poor stills dry, and it's in like its that. own in its own right. It's good. It's it it, it is good. It's and a vibe. It all depends on the artist and whether or not they make a good album. Yeah, and, and like I like whenever I can tell that this this sound, excuse me, is is this artist. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like with a. Uh, you listen to some of Lil Yachty's stuff, like uh, that uh, teenage, uh, teenage emotions. Is that what that was called? Yeah, yeah I think that, so. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> there were songs on that where I was like, yeah, this is this is what Lil yeah. Yachty. This is what I think of uh-huh. when I think of Lil Yachty. And then there was stuff on that where I was like, dude, this fucking sucks. Yeah, no, like, this is teen- not good. I, so I remember, like, I loved Lil Boat and Summer Songs too. And then Teenage Emotions came out, and I just stopped listening to Lil Yachty after that. I was super excited for like, that too. I, I was, was like, yeah, because I was like, damn, this. It's like it because he. I think he released a. He released a song, on pre-release with Diplo, Forever Young. Oh yeah, Forever Young. Forever was Young so is good. A, one of my favorite summer songs ever. Yeah, no, that was that was a really good song. And I was like, oh man, if the whole album kind of mm-hmm. feels like this, then I'm really excited. And yeah. the whole album did not feel like that. No, not at all. And from there, like, Lil Yachty obviously had, like, I think he, he did a lot. I think Lil Boat 2 was really good. I actually haven't, I don't remember. You haven't given nothing to prove well. the good listening. Yeah, no, have I you? think, uh, yeah, I have. It's a, it was a surprise for me. Because, you know, you're coming up claiming I have nothing to prove. Uh-huh. You got to follow that up. Yeah. He did a pretty good job. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay fair enough. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously still has stuff to prove. But he did a pretty good job. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I just I, Lil Yachty is one of those people who comes from that 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 2016 2015 time yeah. like when one night that came era. out that era yeah I guess we can't call that an era like, it kind of is the, because that came and went mm-hmm. but 
it, it was a moment. It like, was the, like the feeling from mm-hmm. 2015, 2016, and stayed. Yeah, you know, like it's it it is there. Uh-huh. It's its own thing. Yeah, and I I I don't I hope I hope or I hoped Loyati didn't fall off after Teenage Emotions because I really felt like it he did. was going to because I yeah. was like, oh boy, this is this is I don't know. It seemed like he had the everybody complex there. Yeah, he was going for this huge like message of equality like, yo and... everyone can be involved and like yeah. i love that you know like that's yeah, good great. do that but like if you're gonna do it do it well do it well <laughs> and don't like sacrifice like the goodness of the music in order to like say this thing because you're there primarily to make yeah exactly like music. if you're gonna do that yeah that idea dedicate your mm-hmm. time to that yeah exactly and if you listen to any interview with any like credible and like solidified artist in the game they will tell you that their first priority is to make some shit that sounds and feels good. Exactly. Like, it's not about, like, you, the, the message comes second. Or the message is the jumping off point. But from there, you you've need got to be... Ma- like, you've got to make sure that you can make this message exa- yeah. come off in a, an appealing way. Yeah, yeah, right. Because if, like, if, if you have the message, but you don't have the sound, nobody's, nobody's going to hear your fucking message. Nobody's going to Yeah, <laughs> you've got, you got to have the sound before you can, like talk about all this shit and i don't maybe like teenage i don't know we're giving him a little too much credit there on the teenage emotions things because he didn't he didn't really go that's for that true. message that's true but like <laughs> the cover art i think it's wonderful oh uh, yeah it's and really that's cool. the all inclusion part of it uh-huh and there wasn't a lot of content in it that was like no that was like yeah everybody <laughs> love that see that that was really the the main problem. The logic was just like listening through everybody. You're just like God. Are you are you gonna? Stop? I have a canvas of that stop. of the everybody cover art right here. Oh shit, that was a dope cover. Dude, that cover art. There's though. a ton of Easter eggs in there and everything. And like beautiful. Yeah, it was a really cool cover. Yeah, I mean, we've talked all this time about creating that feeling, and just so many artists are capable of it and have done it. Oh yeah, and could do it just more they, they, like they, like yachty mm-hmm. and it's it's obviously not an easy thing to oh, accomplish it's not easy at all that's that's what that's what makes me think an album is like great <laughs> yeah is like when brockhampton uh-huh. iridescence oh that my felt, god that was i a, felt that mm-hmm. you know yeah <coughs> jaden smith with uh sire 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 that was it that was crazy and even the even his uh most recent release that created a feeling too mm-hmm. oh yeah sunset tapes that was a sunset tapes dude I loved yeah, that. Was that was that late late was that December twenty eighteen? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say because if we left that out of the conversation for twenty nineteen, that's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I really can't wait for uh like uh, I actually can't wait for Aries to come out. I'm really excited for that too. Yeah, that that'll be. Int- I'm, I'm really. It's been a while, and he's he's. This has apparently been a thing since Sire happened. Like. Yeah, he's had this, this in always, motion. Yeah, he's this had a, he's the had the plan. plan. Yeah. So I'm really interested to see like what he does with all that. Because that could be really good. I think Jaden Smith was actually my most listened to artist on Spotify last year, which was kind of disappointing. But at the same time, you're like, yeah. I just, I, I, I know for a fact it was because I just listened to Sire. Oh yeah, he, Sire. That and actually the uh, he released the, his EP the um, last summer, Sire the Electric version. Yeah. That was Ooh. so interesting to me. I've never heard like someone take these song like songs and just redo them on I don't even know different what, instruments and different like yeah. uh, different instrumentals just and just add like this electric flavor to it and I was just like the, one not expected two I fucking love it like yeah if we're going to talk about like a like the feeling there's a there's this wave 
uh-huh. of that electric feeling. Oh, like yeah. that Steve Lacey produces, uh-huh. that uh, Gary Clark Jr. produces. Yeah, that he did with Sire, the electric mm-hmm. version. It's mm-hmm. in the name, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it that to me is the influence we were talking about earlier yeah. with Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Oh. Oh, for sure. Jimi Hendrix seems to have a lot of influence on what music mm-hmm. is becoming right now. Yeah, I think so too. And he kind of uh, epitomizes I think the the spirit of this generation. And oh, absolutely. Like, the, this idea that it's kind of do do what feels right. Do yeah, what just you do what you do. fucking want, like, dude. Express yourself and beyond that, you know, like what's up is up yeah know? exactly like, <laughs> fuck everything else you know just be you just be you and that's that that was a huge thing for Jimi hendrix i know like um we we uh oh this is something different but uh like just with like woodstock in the moment that that was like back in the the, the, the was it the 60s 70s 60s is when yeah, that started. 60s uh when woodstock started like that was a huge thing for Jimi hendrix and like his uh-huh. his uh his whole movement was kind of like kind of created God I love the 60s and 70s Woodstock yeah. we'll have to do a deep dive into the 60s and 70s Ooh. in a different episode oh, yeah. so yeah I'll, I'll write down our I'll, I'll write down our segment ideas since <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got because we're not going to have enough time to finish the segment ideas we even had for this one <laughs> <laughs> we just dove so deep into music yeah Honestly, we, we could uh, just you know what let's, music. you know what, let's you want to wrap it up yeah yeah sure let's, let's wrap let's wrap up the uh, with the other points that we had so yeah that was that was our general feeling of music in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I'm music. Dead. That's hilarious. But that you was... know, that's the kind of great conversation and deep diving you can expect from me and Tavares. Yeah, exactly. All right? Like, this we, is we the Penny Bloom podcast. Yet. Why would we have We get lost in the moment, right? <laughs> we do this shit. Oh, yes. Uh, I... So, next we were going to go into a different aspect of uh, pop culture and the recent movie game. Yes. Specifically, superheroes. Superheroes, the MCU, Endgame, bro. Endgame. That was a. That was, that was a this is just a, good, a song. Like, oh my god! Is, like I fucking love. This song. Uh, I fucking love this song, bro. <laughs> like this is what's, what's, which one is this? For those that uh, can't hear, it is "Gone Gone Thank You" by Tyler the Creator from Igor. Yeah, I know this one is so good. I love when he does his <laughs> like he every album he has the he half has the, track, yeah, the half. Uh, they're like the two songs on one track. It's so good. anyways, <laughs> and, uh, the MCU, the MCU Endgame, I think was one of the best movies of this decade. It, it is my personal favorite. Really? Like, probably favorite movie ever. Uh-huh. And I've been stingy in uh-huh. picking my favorite movie ever. For the longest time, yeah. it was The Breakfast Club. Uh-huh. The Breakfast Club has been my favorite movie That's for like movie. five, six years. Uh-huh. And every time I watch a movie, I'm like, oh yeah, it's good, but is it my favorite? And I'm yeah. like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> this one, the reason it's my favorite is just because it felt like the culmination of my childhood. It did. Since I was like three or four, I have been all in on superheroes, dude. Oh, yeah. I've yep. loved Spider-Man. I've loved... Mm-hmm. Well, my favorite when I was little was Batman, which is an MCU. But <laughs> I loved Spider-Man. And I got older. Iron Man came out. I saw that in theaters. Iron Man 2 Iron... came out. I saw Yo, that in theaters. The, the two, like, in 2008, when Iron Man came out, like I can't remember a person who hadn't seen that movie. Exactly. Like, and that was like right around the Christian Bale uh, Dark Knight era, yeah. era. So like that was already a hit. Like everybody knew that the Batman movies were were good, like very good superhero movies. Yeah. And then Marvel was starting up their shit with Iron Man, and that was just <coughs> a, a great movie for that time. Dude, and what's crazy is nobody could have seen this coming. And then they just the they, way that they just. 
loop. They like, started this story with Iron Man. Iron Man. And in 2008, it was like, we'll just do Iron Man for now. Yeah. And then they were like, <laughs> yo, let's do this shit. Yeah, <laughs> let's really get into it. And they, they started introducing Thor and Captain America. Oh, and then they, they, they slowly just tie in S.H.I.E.L.D. And then through the years. You, you, uh, the 2012, I think, was when Avengers. The first Avengers yeah. came out, yeah. Uh, the first Avengers. That was another huge moment, too. Like That was a moment That was a moment in like culture. Like, because that wasn't... everyone wanted to see that. And no, I don't know if we'd seen that on screen. Like that, that sort of ensemble. Yeah, like, like it, it was the comic books quite literally coming to life. Exactly. And that was like, uh, like we, I was a ki- I was, what, eight, nine years old when Iron Man came out. I was 12 or 11 when uh, uh, Avengers, Avengers came, came out. out like, yeah. this was my childhood. Like, yeah, right exactly. Here. Like, I grew up on this shit, bro. Yeah. It was, it started when I was eight. That's crazy. When I was eight. Yeah. And I'm finishing off. At 19, and it's not even finished though. Yeah, like it's, it's gonna it's keep really going. Not... But these characters that I've grown attached to uh-huh. through my formative years. Uh-huh. It's <laughs> <laughs> my formative years. These these people, dude. I cried the entire fucking movie. I was like, <laughs> the entire time. I was just like, this is over. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it was so sad. It was really like, uh, dude. It was amazing though. Yeah, it, I was just like, and it, like a lot of it wasn't even that it was sad. It was just that, like, mm-hmm. the moment when he was, when, uh, everyone comes in for the giant battle scene, uh-huh. and Captain America hears, on your left, from the Falcon, because that's what was said at the very beginning of the first Captain America movie. Oh, yeah. He goes, on your left. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got chills, and then all these, op- all these holes are opening and opening, and I'm just like, huh, huh. I'm like overwhelmed with this joy that's just overcoming yeah. me. And then he goes, Avengers. He reaches his hand out, and Hold. you'll... Er, I don't... I, don't, yeah, I, can't, I, don't I can never remember it. how to pronounce like this. MD. Mjolnir? Maybe. That sounds so, close. He, like, he's, he holds it out. He's like, Avengers. Holds his hand out. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I was like, ah, this is the best thing ever! <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, people were screaming in the movie theater when that happened. Like, people were going crazy. It was a and moment. It was like... It was like I, I really give them props, because... It is so hard, and, like, we talked about this in the last episode with, like, building up this thing. Building that, up this universe. Yes. That doesn't then, exist. Yeah, and, like, how do you end it? How do you how do you tie it all up? How do you and make they viewers feel it. satisfied? And they I think did they did it so they well. Re- they really did that. And, like, watch, walking out of that movie, I was just, like, it's it's sad, obviously. I felt, my li- I felt like my life was changed. I'm never going to see a lot of these characters on screen again, and I won't like get to go back in or like there, there's no more for their story but like it's not like you can't go back exactly and you can't wa- rewatch these movies and like see these characters more I'm, but it's just i'm giving this so first good. this first decade uh-huh. of the mcu a break i'm not gonna watch these again for a really long time yeah and i'm gonna revisit them and i'm gonna relive my childhood <laughs> and i'm gonna be like holy shit <laughs> I, that's the best way I lived through this like this was uh-huh. the moment the, yeah, this was exactly. what my life was like this was. is what we'll be telling our kids about like this is, like that's the shit though yeah. like you know like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like 37 and have a kid uh-huh. that's that's I don't know like, <laughs> hopefully not that old <laughs> and like I'm gonna be showing them these movies and be like this is what it, I, I don't wanna say this is like what made me me or anything like that <laughs> But, like, it's a big part. Yeah. Like, 
pop culture in general has a huge effect on who I am, who I've been, and who I've become as a person. Mm-hmm. I it's hard to argue that anything has done it more than Marvel yeah. has, like on screen. Yeah, it is, and I th- I think uh, like Marvel just like whatever they do in the future it it'll be it'll be interesting because like they have to really reinvent themselves now yeah like, with uh with well with the fox deal they got x-men they got fantastic four deadpool uh oh wait did disney do a deal with fox too? yeah 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 yeah. oh shoot huge, I didn't know huge that. deal huge, okay like yeah so they they own 21st century fox now oh so, so D- they disney own... owns everything <laughs> dude yeah it's unfair but <laughs> they uh they have monopoly yeah they no. uh the way they tie these characters in, I'm going to be so excited for because oh, yeah. we had all these X-Men movies, which were amazing, mm-hmm. with Hugh Jackman as the Wolverine. So good, yeah. Those are another ones that those are other ones that are like very like large staples in like, exactly that time. And that also got wrapped up very recently too because mm-hmm. they had to with Logan. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way th- I, I'm really excited to see a new Wolverine and a new Storm and a new yeah. Cyclops and yeah. all these huge characters that. Have are in this MCU, mm-hmm. but will be. Yeah. And what I'm always really excited to see is Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Deadpool's fucking hilarious, dude. Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. I watched, Deadpool is undefeated. I actually just watched Deadpool two for the first <laughs> time like a couple weeks ago. I saw it in theaters by myself. And <laughs> wait, that's a, that's a good movie to go see by yourself because you don't even need anyone you else don't to need entertain you. Else. But uh, I I I may or may not have been sober when I was watching Deadpool two. But I laughed my ass off. That <laughs> shit was so funny. Like I was just like is sitting there like Dude, they actually what, did this the in a theatrical expect. release. Yeah, and the, the shit you don't expect from that movie mm-hmm. is the end almost made me cry. Oh, yeah. It I was, was like Holy shit, dude. This is Deadpool. It's not yeah. supposed to be sad. I know. It's supposed to be, like, funny. Like, like she died at the very beginning. I was like, yeah. yo, what the fuck? Oh, and, then yeah, they, no. and then they showed, like, the credit montage. Exactly. Like, Wait, what up? Wait, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Did they just kill her? And I was like, her? I was like, this is exactly what's going through my mind. I know. And it's <laughs> like, I love, like, how they do Deadpool because it's just such an innovative way of filmmaking. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. It is. It's super Plainly, cool. Deadpool has some of the best solo movies of any of super, oh, of any of the oh, superheroes. hands down. Because I'd argue they're almost as good, almost as good, if not better than almost every oh, MCU yeah. solo it, movie. It besides feels, the Captain America, it feels and Iron like Man the movies ones. are just as much Deadpool as Deadpool <coughs> as the character. Exactly, like, it, it, they're just a part of his character. Exactly, like, the movie making itself, and he's is in, what makes it. Like, are, are there times where he breaks the breaks the fourth wall? Uh huh. Yeah, several times. Yeah, several. He times. does it a lot. Uh huh. Which and, is. You don't expect that. Yeah, no. You're not looking for that in a superhero movie. I know. Homie's just like, yeah, this fucker don't know what's coming for him. (laughs) Yeah, you're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, it's just like that sort of wild shit that, like, characterizes Deadpool, and it's so perfect that they did that in the movies. But the interesting thing would be if they put that into the main continuity of the MCU. And I think uh, what I'm really happy with is the fact that it has come to a sort of end. Mm-hmm. To a point where they have to reinvent themselves in a way that will be more appropriate yeah. for what Deadpool is. Oh yeah, you know, like they can do a whole new landscape of like things that's just a different type of filmmaking, a different type of script writing, because they've been going towards this comedy element yeah. that oh, Deadpool yeah, has with like Thor. They they've done Thor it. Ragnarok yeah. and Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. 
those are, are very Deadpool-esque mm-hmm. movies, like, in terms of the writing. Yeah. And I think Deadpool could easily be tied in to the MCU the way they're, the, way, the direction they're going. Oh, yeah, no, and I think that that's Marvel's main strength, if we're being honest, is their ability to kind of make these comic stories, like, very serious and realistic, but at the same time, they don't miss the fact that they're comic book stories. Exactly. Like, they're, they're supposed to be funny, and they're supposed to be, like, cheeky, and, like, just have, like, these small things that, like, when you go watch it with your family, you're just like, oh, wow, that's that's, that's actually funny. really that's, fucking that's funny. funny. Yeah, and, like, that, that, to me, that's where the DC <laughs> universe oh God, falls the D- apart. Dude, DC <laughs> is, has been flopping, yeah. but they're, they're on the up and up, I think. I think with Aquaman, and I haven't seen Shazam, but I've heard Shazam is good. Like, a genuinely good movie. Have you heard about Batman? Robert Pattinson? Yes. (laughs) I don't know if that's, uh, I I know, I know that that's real for now. It, I'm pretty sure he signed, he signed the contract. Okay. I I didn't know he signed the contract. For a movie or two. Yeah. I knew that was like in the rumor mill. Oh, I'm not, actually, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if he signed a contract or anything, but I have a feeling that like, Sometimes studios like this put out something like that. Like, uh-huh. hey, Robert Pattinson might be the new Batman. Just to get a yeah. feeling that when everyone was like, damn, Robert Pattinson's going to be the new Batman. They were like, okay, well, maybe Robert Pattinson maybe. won't be the new Batman. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, yeah, so it doesn't look like they have been confirmed yet. Um, but they're... Honestly, I wouldn't... He did a good job of portraying Edward Cullen in Twilight. So He's a good actor. I Yeah, and I've, I've looked at... Um, I've I've seen a couple like uh, like videos where they've talked about Robert Pattinson. I'm wearing Batman socks. In his uh, <laughs> very apt, uh, but so after Twilight, Robert Pattinson kind of grew very uh, dissatisfied with like this idea of making like these huge commercial releases. Yeah, because uh, it, it, it's actor. not. It, yeah, exactly. It's not. It's not a the secret that Robert Pattinson hated the Twilight movies. Um, which you know, I'm I'm really that that's that's yeah, actually that's another thing, but uh, yeah, that's I, <laughs> yeah okay. I could go for I could go I, on for a while. I could go for a while. <laughs> but uh, Robert Pattinson from there just started doing a bunch of small indie roles and like yeah. he wasn't like I don't think he's had a big role like a major it, nothing nothing on the level of Twilight. Yeah, no, nothing near that. Which he obviously had those offers, I'm sure. Oh, he had to because he's a great actor. Yeah, he does he, is. he does do these roles very well. So it makes me interested in what and the way that Batman's an intense exactly character. And that's what Edward Cullen was. Like you know? looking at like just like Robert Pattinson as a person, I feel like. His like he him as a person well. kind of fits Batman and like Bruce what we've Wayne been and his to idea. believe. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he could do it. Like he looks like a fucking like. If the weirdo. DC goes into the, and you know, I guess we'll just have to see. I I I don't know exactly what to expect from that, but I I remain pretty optimistic about it. Yeah, I think uh, Robert Pattinson wouldn't do a bad job at all. I don't think so either. I, I definitely don't doubt that. It's kind of the same as like with uh, oh, Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh yeah. yeah. I think uh, if if anything fails, Robert Pattinson as Batman, it's going to be the writing, which I think is what mm-hmm. failed Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh yeah, that that really. Did. And, but the problem with that was that like Ben Affleck, I'm pretty sure was writing on or like he was working in depth on those Batman movies. Yeah, he was. On, he was a big part of that. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't go well. 
like no. really at all. Um, I was not satisfied with Ben Affleck as Batman. I was not in the slightest, actually. Yeah. Uh, but I think he could have been great if he, if th- just under different circumstances, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like that though. So uh, apparently there's this other guy still in the running, Nicholas Holt. For the it, it's between Nicholas Holt and Robert Pattinson for the new Batman. Role. Oh, Nicholas Holt! I've seen him in um, uh, Warm Bodies. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't. I, I've seen. Um, he, oh, he's he going to be Tolkien. X-Men. Okay, cool. And oh, oh, really? Oh, he's going to play J.R.R. Tolkien, Tolkien in that. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that, that that's an interesting movie. That I wonder if they'll make a movie about George R. R. Martin. <laughs> I don't think. I, I mean, I don't know enough about him, but. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Tolkien's life has been a little bit more intense and exciting. Yeah, I'm sure For it a movie. Yeah. I, w- I actually don't know much about that. I might need to go see that movie. That looks pre- yeah, that's not out, is it? Not yet. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, my idea for Twilight, or not Twilight, <laughs> Batman. I was like, okay, we can talk about it. But. The, the, bat- the Batman that I wanted, that I didn't get, uh-huh. was, uh, an idea where we move Gotham City to somewhere in the UK and make yeah. Kit Harrington play <laughs> Jon Snow as Batman. You know? Yeah. Because like I feel like he like I Jon think... Snow's character, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty Batman esque. Oh yeah, no, it is. He's very uh uh what did what do they call it? Um not angsty, but he's just like he's always that's pretty angsty. Brooding, brooding. Yeah, brooding, that's yeah. it. <laughs> he's always just like God, like what the fuck? My watch is ended. <laughs> my, my watch is ended. Like that's just him, you know? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I think it's uh cool. That would be that would be interesting. I wonder if Kit Harrington's a bit too short to play that. <laughs> <laughs> He's not this big towering figure. He yeah. probably could which is sad. That sucks, man. It does. He he looks much better as the the, the as John The Snow. underdog fighter. The underdog fighter, yeah. Hero guy. Who, like, maybe that's why he's such a good sword fighter. He is so nimble. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he, uh, yeah. We just talked about Game of Thrones for an hour and 30 minutes. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah. uh, we'll do something we'll, else. We'll chill. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. uh, yeah, so, uh, this has been the Penny Bloom Podcast, episode two. Indeed. Signing off here, I am Coro Bloom on Twitter, C-O-R-O-B-L-O-O-M. Alongside Tab a Pen, go ahead. T A V A underscore P E N N. This is the Penny Bloom Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Peace be with you.